0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash fireballs. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player Flesh, bones, collars Bound together with the oddest magical incantation Here boy, that's a good boy This wretched book is where it all began so long ago Before time, before dogs, we've been on the edge of extinction for two millennia, and the Rover family is all that can stop it. The Guardians grow restless for their tennis balls. Their time is once again near, as their owner is almost home. And it is all found in the pages of the Tome of Eternal Barkness. It begins with a Roman centurion, Poodle Augustus, who heard the call of a craven voice deep in the ruins of the forbidden kennel. At the heart of Barkness, Poodle found a chew toy of the ancients and became a servant of forces unknowable. Poodle's first task in summoning his dread master was to find Mantrabark, the dog of chaos. Using foul magics, he leashed Mantrabark in the depths of the temple in Angkor Pug. <laughs> Millennia later, my ancestor Maximilian Rover was digging underneath his doghouse in Rhode Island and uncovered the remains of the dead city of Labrador. This house broke his mind, and he was thrown into the pound after biting three of the servant's children. But in the present day, my grand puppy, Alexandra Rover, found this same city and used its inherent magical amplification field to assemble a staying spell that would keep Poodle's master at bay. With a mighty high-pitched whistle, the Barkness was halted. And so it comes to pass. With his foes vanquished, Manturbark falls into his dying slumber. Mayhap he will awaken one day and continue his machinations. If that happens, you should...
1: My name is Scary Murderfield. My name is Skull Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast.
0: And in this extra special, terrifically spooky edition of our show, we're talking about Eternal Darkness, which is a survival horror game developed by Silicon Knights and published by Nintendo for the GameCube in 2002.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, in this game, you play as various people throughout history who are influenced by the Tome of Eternal Darkness, Necronomicon, um, and you uh, solve puzzles and explore environments, killing monsters in order to try to stay alive and kind of further the plot. And yes. you're kind of give it little micro missions, yes, and stay sane,
0: <laughs> which is uh, what the which game is notable do. for. No, which you oughtn't do. Like no, don't. <laughs> Sanity's for chumps. Sanity's yeah. for chumps and normals. Yeah, or do keep, not see Satan. Keep it keep it weird in Persia. Uh or yeah. keep Persia weird. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so that's kind of the thing the game is most known for. Uh your character has uh, a sanity meter and you lose uh sanity whenever a monster spots you. Uh kind of does glowy green eyes on you. Um, Mm -hmm. And when your sanity is low enough, you get these various visual and kind of interface hallucinations. Uh, Nintendo has even gone as far as to get a patent for this mechanic, which is why we don't see it everywhere, because it is the best idea.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a lot. (laughs) Yeah because it's amazing yeah um yeah it uh the game is also notable in that it contains a magic system where you assemble spells out of these runes that you acquire throughout the game um the spells can be of four different elements playing into this rock paper scissors and then i guess shotgun um, <laughs> yeah. for the uh, affinities of the the elder gods that watch over everything you yeah. kind of mix and match them to get different effects and and
0: such, yeah, and you can um, kind of play around with them to discover spells that you wouldn't otherwise have ahead of time. Like the only like consequence for failure in that is that they just fizzle. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, you get question mark question mark spells. You get you get uh, like scrolls that tell you different combinations to to use that keep you kind of on the critical path for what you need to get through the game. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um, yeah, for us, we didn't have shotgun as the comedy fourth option. It was always dynamite. You threw down dynamite uh, if you wanted to be the unpopular kid on the bus. Ah, yes. Yes. Ah, yes. Playing rock, paper, scissors on the bus. Simpler yeah. times. Just <laughs> um, yeah. passing the day. <laughs> since uh, since each chapter takes place at different points throughout history, uh, a great deal of attention was paid uh, to keeping things period accurate. Uh, historical events, locations, and even the weaponry are generally um, accurate to what would have been happening around that time and in that place. Mm-hmm.
1: And a uh, a sequel was announced by Silicon Knights, and it quickly faded away into vaporware as the studio went on to focus its efforts on uh, Too Human, a spiritual successor. Yeah, I know, which I've heard nothing but bad things about. (laughs) And the title screen looks like Toot Human. (laughs) Toot Human.
0: Yeah, it looks like you
1: are a Toot Human. I think it was
0: even um, recalled. Like, it's really hard to get a hold of now because they just didn't get the rights to the engine
1: huh <laughs> yeah, that, yeah they, and then the um and then uh, that x-men game they oh, put yeah. out that looked really cool i played that at pax and it's real trash like mm. i stopped playing the demo at, like three minutes and i'm like this is boring and the person who was there was like oh if you get to the end of the demo you get a lanyard or, or something like that i'm, like, ah, <laughs> I'm okay yep well, i'm gonna leave no my keys
0: awful. my keys hold hold themselves together just fine
1: yeah yeah your game is bad <laughs> yes um but a spiritual successor, Shadow of the Eternals, was attempted very recently, but never got off the ground. Despite several failed attempts at crowdfunding, yeah. uh, this is something that they still say they want to do. Um, so it's still may be in the cards yeah. somewhere. But the uh, the initial attempts have, have not worked out. Have not worked out.
0: So yeah, um, it's uh, I'm so excited to be playing this game or to have played this game a couple weeks ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is we we talked about it off mic a little bit. This is real up there for me as far mm-hmm. as games we've done, yeah. and I I'd forgotten. How much I love this game, Yeah. but it—it's a fucking joy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it—it is—it is great. So yeah.
0: So let's jump right so, yeah. into it with the yeah, plot. Yeah, talk about the plot. Yeah. Can, may I start?
1: Uh, yeah, let's tell me a little about, about the plot. Oh.
0: <laughs> there we go. Okay. So Alexandra Roivas, savior backwards, uh, receives a call late at night telling her that her grandfather has been murdered.
1: Ooh. She she immediately gets up, too. Like, she, yeah. she's kind of, he's like, there's been a problem. She's like, I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> <Just like, laughs> could not reach something. Like, you don't know that it's actually worth it. <laughs> you, yeah. you getting there. It's also, like, he's been murdered. Like, there's going to be an investigation and everything like that. Yeah, like, like,
0: the body's not going anywhere what's yeah. what's left of the body anyway
1: yeah exactly i like yeah. i would if i if it were me like especially you know like non-immediate family i'd probably go back to sleep and go the next day
0: yeah yeah well you, you know i think there, there's some stuff in there about how he raised her like a father or something like yeah that. yeah know. which
1: they do weird stuff with later
0: yeah um yeah mm-hmm Yeah, so uh, she goes to the family estate in Rhode Island, the spooky estate, um, and Mm -hmm. sets about trying to solve the mystery. Uh, While there, she discovers a horrifying tome bound in human flesh and, uh, I I assume, bone and and such, uh, called the Tome of Eternal Darkness, uh, which tells of an ancient struggle between man um, and the gods, or the cosmic beasts that call themselves gods.
1: Yeah, and uh, of course she reads it, um, you know, ostensibly (laughs) just to... To, uh, yeah, everybody makes that mistake in this game. Yeah. Like, should you take the Tome of Eternal Darkness? No. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no, you're stay, a priest, for God's sake. Stay stay here and make some. <laughs> exactly. Stay
0: here and make some conversation with the floor. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Just, just. <laughs> like,
1: listen, guys, I'm sorry to step on you. Let's, you know, let's <laughs> yeah. all tell each other something that we've never told anybody else and not pick up the Tome of Eternal Darkness. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, ostensibly, it's to uh, investigate his death. Like, he was on to. This. <laughs>
2: this isn't
1: happening you know yeah. and uh the first chapter in the tome of eternal darkness which is the only one that's in there right you know which is kind of weird um I mean, it looks like like you know, full and, and, and everything, but it's missing several pages. It mm-hmm. um, tells of Pius Augustus, a Roman centurion who is called into an ancient forbidden city in Persia. Um, while there he claims an artifact and becomes a servant of one of these gods. And uh, Again, the neat thing we'll talk about in a minute, you get mm-hmm. to choose. Yeah. Um, he then sets out trying to bring this god into the world.
0: Right. The rest of the game uh, follows the people who are chosen by the tome in order to try and stop uh, this very thing from happening, right? So it spans history, jumping around between four notable locations, the, the, the Forgotten City in Persia, um, this temple in Angkor Wat, uh, a cathedral in France, and then the Rivas Estate in Rhode Island. Um, and as Alex reads this history, she begins to unlock uh, the secrets of her grandfather's mansion. It's, uh, you know, the requisite spooky mansion with lots of doors and secrets, right?
1: Yep. Yep. Super resident <clears throat> evilly, even yep. down to like to the double staircase, you know, kind of like going either way. Yeah, that four year shot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um the uh the final chapter begins with Alex having acquired all of the relics needed to defeat Pius and his god. Um she kills Pius and uh by uh, by summoning the opposing god to defeat yeah. the one that he is trying to summon. Right. Um however then she summoned a terrible god and <laughs> uh realizes her mistake, banishes that god back to its own dimension. And then there's a big ellipsis question mark on whether this is the end. <laughs> yes. Um, which
0: it's not. Nope. Yep. Yeah. And we'll talk about that at the very end, um, yep. about what actually is going on here. But okay. uh, that's the broad strokes setup.
1: Yep. So this is a long game. Uh, this might be a little bit of a longer episode, but we're going kind to of just go chapter by chapter and uh, probably hit these generalities as they start popping up. Yep. Um, mm. As per usual. And uh, the game starts off with this intro, which uh, I was real kind of uh, excited. And uh, oh, the, this is the intro before the uh, the flashback. Right. right. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead and, and hit this one because I was uh, I had this aborted point I was going to make. <laughs> yeah. About yeah. Pius Augustus. Oh yeah. So this like really
0: it's just the plot stuff that we covered. You know, there's a little bit of uh, cutscene wankery about the guardians grow restless. This is the yeah. story of humanity, um, and a lot of these uh, things are narrated by the grandfather by Edward. Mm-hmm. I I, yep. for, I think that's his name. There are like 14 Edwards in this game. A
1: yeah, ton of Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. What's well, yeah. the most popular baby name, you know, <laughs> from, 18, from 26, to, BC yeah, 20, today. 26 BC to today? Yeah. There's a map that just shows that just like it's every <laughs> the entire globe which just the word Edward <laughs> in impact white font like yeah. boom boom boom, yeah. boom. Yeah. just here, here, a okay. here, here.
0: A constellation map, but every star is named Edward. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> are the Edwards right, Gary?
1: It's a it's a good it's a good it's a good name. It's yeah. versatile. Yeah, Ed no. Eddie, Eddie, Edward, Ward,
0: <laughs> Ward. Is that really yeah. the the? I think the, so. Really? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ward's a cool name. Yeah, no, Ward's great. never met a person i didn't like named ward also anyone named never met yeah (laughs) Yeah. exactly yeah Yeah. Uh, but uh but really just kind of uh, you take this opportunity to look at all the locked doors in the mansion and uh find the uh the secret study by turning the clock to 333 i forget how you figure out how to do that but
1: um yeah yeah um, or a ghost a lot of force yeah. goes happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's notable that the policeman who's summoning you is in uh, Inspector Lagrass, who is the inspector from the Call of Cthulhu. Mm, yeah.
0: Also, he's real creepy. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a real. I, I, I love that intro. It's like it's like yeah, okay, you know, brings her here. Okay, we're gonna uncover this uh, body. We need you identify it, and it's like just a pile of flesh.
1: With yeah, it's great to it. That, that scene is amazing. Where she's like, "Why, Why would, would you, you show me, show me this?" <laughs> and he's just like, oh, "Listen, lady, I've had a rough day." <laughs> yeah. It's like, "Well, if you
0: if you need a if you need to go get dinner or something, you know, some kind of distraction." Yeah. <laughs> Puts his finger through like a loop. Like later. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, go on the grass. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the the naming conventions, like so, there's tons of those little references and name drops. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this game wears all of its influences on it, on its sleeve, which are primarily like equal parts H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, Edgar Allan Poe, and Indiana Jones. Yeah, um, are there, the three. There's,
0: there's know, some Stephen King
1: in stuff. there too. There's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, yeah, I, I wish I could remember why you do the, the clock puzzle thing yeah. or how you, how you set it to three thirty three I think it might just be a force ghost. Yeah. Um, that tells you this. Um, but mm-hmm. that gets you into the study, which yeah. is where you ultimately find this book bound in in human flesh and, uh, and bone, mm-hmm. um, which is gross. And it's, it's, it's got kind of awesomely, it has all of the pictures and stuff in the study. Like there are, you know, images of the areas you'll be going to yeah. in the game, which is really neat. Like if you go around inspecting everything, mm-hmm. And uh And nothing's gotten real creepy here, but one thing about this game that's great is you're gonna keep coming back to the estate, the rovis estate, and it serves as like a chorus mm-hmm. to the game like you have this little downtime thing in a familiar but slightly different area, yeah, you know twelve times like mm-hmm. really frequently, and each time it's a little bit different and a little bit more intense yeah um yeah, and, and- it's it's Wonderful,
0: and especially each time you know. Once magic starts happening, like you use the uh, the various things that you did in the chapter to
1: unlock the next area of the mansion. Yeah, 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 which is what all video games do. Yeah, but the fact that you're jumping back and forth between history and mm-hmm. how seamlessly it makes sense yeah. that you have these things is just wonderful. Um, yeah, and it also it adds to this kind of sense. So one thing that I noticed about this game, and I can't, I don't know if it is a uh, a detriment or not, is it is. Uh, unrelentingly bleak and intense yeah like there, there are there are no real moments of levity you know to be found the uh if you're playing it the way you should which is with hand, sanity meter less than half mm-hmm. you pretty much the entire time you're playing this you're signing up for about 15 hours of hearing women beg and scream <laughs> like in the audio yeah. and watching canted angles yeah and. So he- it's really like wearing to your soul
0: like, like even down to like i i i've never been able to separate if the if it's actually the music or if it's a sanity effect but just like the don 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 yeah don i'm yeah. pretty sure and i then, made my neighbors angry with 14 straight hours of that
1: yeah yeah well and then, and then there's the um cross fest. yeah <laughs> yep. it comes up like you know just kind of at seemingly random intervals mm-hmm. to that beat and it's just it is oppressive mm-hmm. like it is the most oppressive game i have played Like, you just, you know, have this weight on you every time you're anywhere Mm -hmm. in in the game. It's just incredible. And I felt it most of the estate.
0: Yeah, I, I think that the only thing that keeps it from being, like, as oppressive for me is just, like, how bright everything is. Like, yeah. like, like thematically and like the things that are happening are there, but like, I, I, you know, just because everything is laid out in the open like that, I'd say that's the only area where this actually falls down is, uh, is that it isn't as shadowy. Like they I, they don't play with like ma- like messing with what you see or don't see.
1: Um, they don't play with what's <clears throat> messing with what you see or don't see, but like between the music and then between yeah, you know, between the music and sanity effects, and one of the things is you're immediately going to find ammo. Like, mm-hmm. you find ammo before you find the book.
0: Yeah, that's real. And you don't unsettling. fight here for,
1: for <laughs> you know, 12 hours. Yeah. So, I was always expecting mm-hmm. there to be a monster. Yeah. 100% of the time I was here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it never... I mean, I knew this from my previous playthrough. Like, I played this, but close to when it came out. Yeah. You know, it was when I had played this uh, the first time. And uh, so... It's been a long time since I played it, and I was expecting there to be monsters and everything like that. So there's maybe, as opposed to oppressiveness, there's a sense of anxiety. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get to waffle waffle back and forth between oppressive and anxious. Yeah. And those are the two emotions you're going to feel during this game. Mm Mm-hmm. So good. But any, anyway, so you read the first chapter, not to, to sidetrack us too much. <laughs> yeah.
0: You read yeah. the first chapter and uh, you're cast as uh, Pius Augustus. And this acts as kind of an extended um, an extended tutorial for the melee combat in this game, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, it's it's what I, because I, before uh, Resident Evil 4, I was always bemoaning, you know, there not being melee combat in Resident Evil mm-hmm. you know, games. And like, how would you do that? And this is how you would do it. Yeah. You know, like there's, this is more or less, you know, you could almost do this in, the, in that in that mm-hmm. same kind of uh same kind of sense. Yeah. It's also uh,
0: noteworthy just because it's not tank controls, which Resident Evil yeah. and I think uh yeah, uh Silent Hill got away from that in uh Silent in Silent Hill 2 right before this came out. Um but yeah, like the direction that you press is the direction that you go, so it controls yeah. more like an action game.
1: Yeah. 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 Um one of the things I like is as in this first cut scene when Pius is disgusting or er, discussing with his uh uh is centurions, mm-hmm. um, you know, going into this this temple is that it's in Latin mm-hmm. um, with subtitles. And initially, like I was like, oh, the game is just going to be in whatever language the characters are speaking. That's great. Yeah. Like I would, I, and they kind of transitions out of it, which is fine. Like I'm glad that they even made a nod to it. Yeah. But for a second, I was very excited about like the idea that it was going to have that level of. Verisimilitude. Yeah, that level of fidelity. They do. Yeah. Like, it's
0: like a nice long crossfade too. So like, yeah. it, it, it's not jarring. Like you know, the first one is you know quid pro quo, ergo sum. And then, hey, Steve, what you have for, hey, Steve, yeah, want to no. go grab some ZA? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... No, we have a temple to <laughs> no, no. explore. No, we got this temple to be all up in this The temple
1: of Zah? <laughs> the, the temple. Steve's out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that music? Uh, uh, surf's Up, or like uh, oh, a gale. Okay. <laughs> Um, Okay. Yeah, it's Steve's theme. (laughs) Theme of Steve. What if that was on the soundtrack to this game? Like, you bought it and it was, like, 16 songs, and then track 14 was, like, Steve's theme.
0: It's 16 songs, (laughs) 20 minutes of silence, and then Steve's
1: theme. (laughs) Surf's up, dude. Whoa, bone thief. (laughs) Cowabungza. (laughs) <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Steve doesn't make another appearance. No, he doesn't. So fortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so the uh the, so the trick to the combat is that you can target different body parts and that they have an immediate uh and satisfying effect right. on the efficacy of your enemies for the most part. So it's very easy to lop limbs and heads off of these enemies yeah. and, and they react as such. Mm-hmm. And
0: um, it has different levels of efficacy against uh, uh, monsters of different elements. So, yep. like uh, the the red ones, they grow their limbs back. Whereas the green
1: ones, they get ghost limbs after a little bit, yep. which um, interestingly can only hurt your sanity. Right. If they hit you with a ghost limb, it doesn't affect you. It just makes you more insane.
0: Yeah. And uh, the blue ones, if you cut their heads off, they explode.
1: Yep. yep. So in a real creepy, like you encounter one <clears> set of blue ones. So we both played through as with the the yellow. Um, zell attack. we'll get to yeah zell attack we will talk green, about the, it the second. green one green w- yep. whoops. Sure. Yeah. um and the uh, uh you encounter one set of the blue enemies <laughs> in that playthrough and i didn't really know what they were because i played through this game twice both uh, with the green yep. god just because it seems like the the best one right. and uh they do this kind of keening. So like if you cut off one zombie's head, it starts making this noise and then it, it affects the other zombies and they all just start kind of vibrating and getting, you know, faster and higher mm-hmm. in pitch till they blow up. Right. And it's really cool, like the idea that, uh, the play experience is going to be differed down to that level. Right.
0: I mean, and we might as well talk about this because the ultimate goal of this level is to get to this chamber where you have the three, uh, relics, uh, yeah. that are different colors. You have red, green, and blue. And, uh, it's it's actually a really really important choice.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's the most important choice you'll make in the game. It also adds as like a a couple minute choice into the into the game difficulty selector. Yeah, um, with no is,
0: indication of that of it being that yep. thing,
1: not even remotely. Yeah, um, green is widely considered to be the easiest one, um, yeah. but I also think it's the best experience with uh, blue in the middle and red is the hardest. Right, and uh, you know we should probably talk about the, what those those three gods are and and what they symbolize.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so green is Zelatath, and uh, it is the goddess of sanity. Um, yep. Yeah. So, if you pick that, uh, that you know that that ends up being the god that Pia serves, and you find more of these green enemies, which will you know do a, a number on your sanity meter, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, and and keep in mind. So you're playing. You don't know this yet, but you're playing as the antagonist. You're choosing what you're up against, not what you're allied with. Right. Um, if you choose the blue, um, that is. Do you have the god's name somewhere in here? Uh, Ulyoth. Ulioth, yeah, they're they're uh you know there are just Lovecrafty god names mm-hmm. Ulioth, which is a gigantic space uh, jellyfish thing, and uh, and he is the god of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, so those enemies do that blowing up thing. Um, they do magic damage to you. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah, and then Shaturga, which is the red god, is giant space crab. Um, he is the God of blood or something like that. Physicality. Um, Yeah. Physicality. Strength
1: and yeah. Strength Mm -hmm. and matter.
0: Yeah. And his enemies are really tough, really resilient. They do a lot of damage.
1: Yep. So that, and you obviously are going to be fighting a lot of enemies in this game. Yeah. So, uh, so that's really tricky. And they have this rock, paper, scissors relationship between the three of them. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, the, the mindlessness of, uh, Chaturga, you know, is resistant to Zolototh because he's just, you know, so, uh, so, so single-minded in his purpose. And, yeah. uh, and, but however, the, uh, uh, no, it's, 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 it's red
0: Trump's green, green Trump's blue, blue Trump's red. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But and, there's, and, I mean, I, there's like little, like, it makes sense. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's, there's a logic it. to it. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they, 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 they go to great lengths to always have one of those diagrams available to you. Yeah. Um, Either in tapestries or, you know, various forms, um, which it eventually becomes second nature, especially over the course of a, over the course of a single playthrough. Like, you know, like, okay, I'm finding green enemies, so I need to be as red as possible.
1: Yeah. And since you're going to fight the same enemies for the most part, um, knowing how to do that. But it's nice too, because the game never just sits out and explains that to you. Mm -hmm. I don't think, Mm -hmm. I think it is just something that you pick up from, from the environment and from experience. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. And it plays into tons of puzzles and tons of things you're going to have to do, especially later. Yeah, when you start working around with the magic system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, Pius has turned into a lich king. Uh, yep. <laughs> and now that uh, Alex has been
1: exposed to the tome, she can
0: read certain things.
1: Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So you have the, the tome, and uh, and you're back. And there's nothing really. You just kind of get the second chapter, right? Yeah. Pretty like, there's much. really like... not anything that happens in the mansion here. Nope. Um, I think it either like falls between the pages, or you find it in a drawer or something like that. Like you'll yeah. be you'll have to solve puzzles eventually for these, but mm-hmm. initially they just want to get you onto the plot because of the, the the second very important thing that happens yeah. is uh, in chapter two the binding of the corpse god. <laughs> <Huh>? I love <laughs> yes. that. Yes. Um, uh, super metal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're, we're in, uh, 11, 1100 AD in, uh, Angora Thom with, uh, Ilya, the slave girl Yes. who just wants some adventure. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's just kind of like, oh, I've never been on an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> you fooled. <laughs> don't go you fooled. Temple.
0: Yeah. No, or also yeah. don't say out loud while holding a book bound in human flesh. I would like to go on an adventure.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like it will, it's going to put some adventure in you. Yeah. Like you're going to go on this like 900 year adventure. That's <laughs> absolutely miserable here in a moment. So whoops. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. but, uh, yeah, she's, she's reading the, the, the Tome of Eternal Darkness, and she, like, says out loud what just happened in the previous chapter, <laughs> Yeah, you know, saying, yep. oh, you know, never, who has time for these fantasies? I want a real adventure, yep. and uh, goes into the temple itself.
1: Yep, yep, where, uh, yeah, the, the, she's reading about, the, you know, the Binding of Mantarok, which mm-hmm. is the other one we, we, we haven't mentioned yet, who's very important. Yes. Um, and this is where your sanity uh, meter pops up. Right for the first time. And even if you chose uh, Zelototh, the, uh, the enemies you're going to fight are not going to do the super doozies on your sanity. Pardon me. <laughs> Is that um, the sound of a super doozy? That, that's the sound of my boner. Um, <laughs> but they really they ease you into the, uh, the sanity stuff. So you're going to start seeing some of the effects here, but you're not going to see the real serious stuff just yet. Right.
0: This kind of acts like an uh, introduction to ranged combat as well
1: because Ilya can find a blowgun. Yes, which yeah. seems like it would be so ineffectual mm-hmm. against these things because blue guns don't do damage; they deliver poison. Right, and these are zombies. Yeah,
0: which is a bummer, but uh, oh, you don't pick that up till later. This place is riddled with traps, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a real. sense fortress. Yeah, kind of, kind of situation. I'm so glad the traps are not as deadly mm-hmm. as uh, because this temple specifically has this kind of you know square layout with hallways between four kind of corner, larger corner rooms that you end up spending a lot of time in. And uh, initially, you know, eventually, like, you know, I I just wanted to kind of run between rooms. Mm -hmm. Like if I was trying to solve a puzzle. And you can do that. Like Mm -hmm. a giant blade comes down, it will not kill you. Right. Like if to, or if you get hit by an arrow or even the, the <laughs> or crush between
0: arrow. two walls.
1: Yeah. The, the game, if it's going to kill you in one hit, the game will go out of its way to show you that. Right. So, uh, I mean, it's fun to be kind of tiptoe past these pressure plates, but eventually mm-hmm. they start introducing these pressure plates that you can't get around. Right. Um, You know, and avoid these traps. But you just end up doing it a lot. So yeah. it's not really a complaint because you can just run through, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that you can just run through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's also uh, this is really where, where you're introduced to puzzles for the first time as well, um, mm-hmm. and the, there's this motif of uh, where the sun is at related to the you know to the time of day, and you have to light the appropriate candles in order to uh, in order to go forward. Yep, yeah. Yep. Um, you fall um, after you pick up the blowgun and you break your kukri, um, yep. and uh, this is where you get your first spell I think, which is enchant item yeah which uh which is no well, really... no the
1: uh the guard will fix it for you oh he will yeah okay. yeah so you have you to save a guard and he'll fix it for you mm-hmm. you get the enchant item pretty soon yeah but uh yeah the uh yeah there's a weird npc every once in a while you run into like another person who's <laughs> in these temple runs with you and it always feels strange to me yeah like it, it never quite like i'm not i don't want to say it doesn't work uh-huh. but it never felt natural and it always felt like i should be you know like Jesus Christ guys like did you see what that thing was chasing like I just felt like people should be more alarmed about what's going on <laughs> yeah and they're and, just
0: kind of like this guy especially is just kind of standing in a corner and doesn't like initiate anything
1: yeah like, we, yeah you have to save him he's being attacked but then his his response is i will fix you know i'll fix your sword for you <laughs> like uh, yeah there's just okay there's just you know zombies now like mm-hmm. everyone just accepts it like yeah. it's just kind of weird like i was just expecting a little bit more uh incredulousness especially in the architect surveying chapter yeah which uh which there's tons of people down there just right. hanging out yeah just just um, having yeah, a good time for, yeah just under some slave down at trapper junction <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> anywho so yeah you get the, the enchant uh, enchant item for for the life of me like i i get the way that the spell system works uh-huh. but my actual you know mechanic for getting through it was just to collect things until i could cast the spell like, yeah. I didn't really worry about the fact that you need the rune, the tablet, and the recipe. Or you don't need the recipe or the tablet. But the fact that, you know, what those things do, like, I got it. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really make any effect for me because you're not really searching anything out. You're just picking up everything that's in your path. Right. You know, adventure game, human Roomba style. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so eventually I could just cast spells. Right. Like, I would get a new thing and that would be it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, 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 the, the interface for putting spells together, I would have liked to be more experimental. But it's just so unfriendly. That yeah. I, I pretty much just waited until it was dropped right in front of me too
1: yeah yeah it's and that's that's something that was a feature that was scaled back yeah so in the initial interviews about this game uh, Dennis dydak who created it um, talked about there being something like 160 combinations of spells Jesus wept yeah it was supposed to be yeah it was supposed to be you know every every combination and more runes and every combination would produce a different spell. And then they scaled that way back yeah. to where I think there are 16 spells there now. Are 16
0: spells, and the way that you make it more powerful is just adding more Paragon.
1: Yeah, right? yeah. Paragon. 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 Yeah. so it's... Uh, uh, yeah, so that, I mean, that's kind of how it ended up working out, which is fine. Like, I like the magic system in this game. Mm-hmm. I feel like the way that it's explained, or the way that you get the runes and the spell recipes and everything is a little bit unnecessarily complicated. Yeah. I would much rather have you, like, when you came upon a spell, you would just write it down. Right. Like, you just get the, all I want is the, the, the runes. Yeah. You know, I don't want the tablets, I don't <laughs> want the recipes. Yeah.
0: Um, and because your mana recharges, when you run around, you should never, ever not have an enchanted weapon or a shield. Like just yep. that, just always have that. What, What shield shield. Yeah. I don't know the actual oh, spell. the
1: shield spell, not an yeah. enchanted shield. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's not like an enchanted weapon or an enchanted shield. Nope. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. You should always have shield up. You should always have, um, gather mana yeah. up the mana regeneration spell. And you can pretty mm-hmm. much cast spells as much as you want. Yeah. Um, if you do that, that's that's all way down the, the way because it takes a while for you to get a useful spell. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is not that useful; it's just for it's, puzzles at this point.
0: At, at, at this point, but you can enchant your weapon and it does extra damage. Like what? Um,
1: but what? Uh, what god rune do you have at this point? Um, you, know, you have Turga. I don't think you. I don't think you have Turga at this point. I think that you get yeah. another one. Yeah. So once you get the opposing god's rune, your enchanted weapon is really yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. And the weapons are pretty good on their own. Mm-hmm. Like you don't actually, you know, you can overpower yourself pretty well mm-hmm. with stuff like the game arms you to the teeth yeah. in a lot of these scenarios and you don't really need it like a lot of enemies you can run around and they're never that hard because mm-hmm. you have that enhanced maneuverability mm-hmm. you can always kind of stick and move mm-hmm. you never fight any you like you only fight one enemy that is fast you know in the, in the game so right. you, you know you have that advantage all the time yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh the way that this chapter actually ends is actually pretty cool too um Actually, I say that too much. Uh, but no, you you come across uh, Pius actually binding this god Mantarok, which uh, they say is indescribable, but really it's just a big room of flesh and
1: eyes and mouths. Yeah, he's a shagath, <laughs> a shagath or Shubnagaroth. Yeah, and I think he's actually supposed to be Shubnagaroth because mm-hmm. you run into a uh, like a boss relief that says um, that he's a fertility god.
0: Yeah, like he oh. actually is worshipped by the by the local uh, um, people there. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, Pius is trying to pin him down to the ground and succeeding, actually, the binding of the corpse god, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Because Mantarach is the god that oversees all the other ones. So he trumps everything else. And in order for Pius's plans to go off, he has to take Mantarach out of the equation. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. Or does he? Uh,
1: spoiler he doesn't but (laughs) that's what that's what he thinks is going on like there's a lot of like kind of like gambits Mm -hmm. kind of going on in this game like and real fucking the definition of a long con (laughs) um (laughs) you know happening here um you know mantrock definitely plays the long game which Mm -hmm. is cool like that plays into you know his his eternalness Mm -hmm. you know for him he's doing this plot that takes 900 years and uh you know for him though that's not that's not too long Mm -hmm. which is great um yeah, so so you run into him, um, and uh, you, Alice is visited by a spirit. I don't remember that spirit. Who's the spirit?
0: Something. I think it was a previously playable character who wasn't there. Um, gotcha. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a couple like notes of that. Yeah. Too. Um, but yeah, so you're given the heart of Montarock, mm-hmm. and uh, it absorbed into you, and you kind of get bound to this place as well. Yeah. After after Pius kills you. Pretty much. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: So. Uh comes back in a, bit ba- a big, bad way later, but uh, she yep. got the adventure she wanted.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. yeah, she's she's stuck as, like, a ghost, like a corpse guardian
0: mm-hmm.
1: here just, just forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which this game loves doing to people. Yeah. Yep, yeah. exactly. Everyone gets bound to a place to protect something, which, mm-hmm. again, plays into that macro plot really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So so you come back, again, that theme. You're going back to the mansion with knowledge that you gained from reading. And this is that you know, you know, what do you, a good way if you're stuck in the mansion ever is to be like, what was the central puzzle of the chapter I just played mm-hmm. and where can I recreate that, yeah. um, in the mansion. So you end up doing that candle puzzle <clears> in the study <throat> in order to get the page out of a tube. Yes. Page tube. Like it's one of those bank <laughs> tubes <laughs> yeah. that, uh, grandpa stole.
0: That grandpa stole. <laughs> still, yeah. still has the, still has the sucker at the bottom of it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. and uh you get a little cutscene here Pius is working with the green god um quite clearly now um, Mm -hmm. in order to take charlemagne out of power what yeah
1: i think she says something about him uh just being you know a force for unity of humanity like she needs to weaken humanity enough Mm -hmm. to uh and uh you know he's working with the green god this is after he's bound mantrak there's a little bit of like or before that rather. This is there's a little bit of like time being timey-wimey that yeah. happens sometimes yeah. in the game, but it makes sense because uh, as is revealed and I think it's in the true ending, uh Mantarok, uh manipulates time. Mm-hmm. So that is his sphere of influence or one of his his spheres of influence. Yeah. So Just... if you for the most part the game does an amazing job at keeping continuity, the couple places where it slips are fine. Right. because they they've built in this this hand wave for it. Mhm.
0: Yep. yeah, and uh, let's talk for a second about the, about Zelatath because the way that she presents is real cool.
1: Yeah, <laughs> With yeah, the I like double Zelotath voice a kind lot. Of Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a lot like the Master in Fallout One, uh-huh. where you have one person talking to you and then another like their subconscious underscoring it mm-hmm. or undermining it rather. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and just uh, and she never trusts uh, right. Pius no. like at any point. Um, <laughs> you know, and just kind of like I could do this without you, like. You know, what are you doing? You're going to betray us. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she's insane. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Like, she's got schizophrenia. And that's her, her dominion. Yep. <laughs> so, super cool. And she just looks real cool. And mm-hmm. there's, like, a kind of a visual theming to her and her enemies where she doesn't have, uh, like, this head. Mm-hmm. You're, like, That you know, a lot of her enemies are missing their head. Right. Which is really neat, including her um, champion, which you run into later, which I love the design of. Right. Um, but, yeah. All the scenes you get one of these little scenes kind of before each chapter with Pius kind of plotting, and uh, and some you know cut scene of of the stars getting more in place,
3: right.
1: um, and uh, yeah, there's you you get this sense of like an antagonistic relationship between Pius and uh, Zelotov. Yeah. Is it the same with all? Of, I guess I would like I wish I could watch all the cut scenes with the other gods, but I was having a hard time finding a YouTube with just those.
0: Yeah, it's nowhere it's nowhere near as bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're more. Uh, I could see that. Yeah, I could see them being more. Uh, you are a little less paranoid. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. So you go into speaking of paranoia, you go into yeah. chapter three suspicions of conspiracy, which takes you, uh, to a cathedral or the beginnings of a cathedral in France. Uh, yep. it's 18, it's eight fourteen, uh, common era. And you're playing as Anthony, uh, dude with a real goofy haircut who yep. uh, is tasked with delivering a, uh, and
1: a real squeaky voice. Yep. You're a real squeaky voice teen. Yeah. <laughs> squeaky uh-huh. with- yeah. oh hey mister uh, yeah. yeah like he he's very uh, uh, yeah. uh and um, this, stuff. And, and this is my favorite location in the game oh yeah is the church um that, that's definitely my favorite mm-hmm.
0: has the most it's character the like it's it's not the spooky northeastern mansion and it's not the you know inscrutable temple i, from I like the
1: mansion a lot but the yeah. two temples bled together a little bit in my mind yeah. yeah like they were definitely separate but like uh just as as cool things to to explore mm-hmm Like I just, I liked uh, this church and And the kind of macro plot of this place is great.
0: Yeah. Like, like it changes the most, like, you know, you're, you're spending time in four areas, but over the course of history, they're added to and removed from and just changing these ways. And it's most visible and apparent here.
1: Yeah. Yep. And this is also kind of, um, you see continuously, this is kind of where, so the the players that you play when you're going to the temples, like you're kind of opting into that. Mm-hmm. Generally, this is where the gods' machinations are bleeding into the world of man. Right. You know, so they're they're active agents here mm-hmm. in uh, each of the chapters that you spend in, in the church. Right. Um. So you know, with this the Charlemagne conspiracy and other plots that they kind of hatch here, um, I, that just speaks to me more. I like the mansion mm-hmm. a lot too.
0: Yeah. But uh, like this begins in a real awesome way because Anthony has given this uh, scroll to take the Charlemagne and he reads it and takes this yellow curse uh, yep. um, as you know as opposed to Charlemagne getting it, which causes him to slowly begin to deteriorate and kind of transform into the zombie monster,
1: right? Yeah, which, which pays off amazingly. Yes, um, just, just like not like spoiler, but it, uh-huh. it's really cool too. And it's just watching the slow physical degradation. Mm-hmm. You get more pallid. Mm-hmm. Um, you walk slower. You know, you just in generally uh, become, but you more or less can't die, right? Either like you've got this curse, and it makes sense because he's one of the most combat ineffectual characters until you get the two handed sword, right? And this, like, he's kind of weak, Mm -hmm. so. But uh, you do the the first of another, like, this game has a series of choruses, like, just things that repeat the same way every time, or nearly the same way every time, uh, which is when you're kind of exploring the church. Like, you feel like you have to warn Charlemagne. Like, you got this this curse in the face. Um, You start going upstairs, and you find yourself in this, like, haunted hallway Mm -hmm. uh, where the floor is made of faces, (laughs) and and the air is made of screams. (laughs) And uh, at the end of it, there's a hand holding a book. Mm -hmm. Um, This is something you're going to do in every chapter is find the Tome of Eternal Darkness. And it's something you want to have happen as soon as possible because mm-hmm. this is your magic ability Right. in, in any given uh, chance. There's a little bit, there's a weird thing when you first get it. It says that the, uh, the Tome of Eternal Darkness allows people to carry things between eras or something like that. Mm-hmm. So when I remember when I first played this way back in the day, I thought I was going to find things to solve puzzles like in France, oh, stick yeah. something in the Tome, and then have somebody find it. Yeah, do it like
0: like a Day of the Tentacle kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, but not the case.
0: Uh, Yep. Um, I I think that that might be just a way, like a a hand wave to uh, go after the inventory space as well. Just explain how you can carry as much as you're carrying.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but it's real creepy. And then, like, when you first walk up to the tome, you know, and again, and the floor just starts opening its mouth (laughs) constantly. Like, again, just that sense of dread. Like, you're never in danger here. Nope. But yeah, and should oh. you take the tome of eternal darkness? Of course you shouldn't. Nope, because uh,
0: because I think only two people <laughs> managed to live after taking it.
1: I think it's four who managed to <laughs> yeah. immediately live, right? Um, but yeah, most people you know they don't have happy fates. Nope. You know, like yeah, this is uh, all of these people's lives are ruined. Which again, like that's always going to speak to me. Like mm-hmm. I like a grim game. Yep. And this this game just delivers that constantly. Like, it's so many bad endings on your way to the good one. <laughs> yeah. just uh, so good.
0: Also noteworthy, the book is resting on a uh, on a uh, podium that is made of, like, a gigantic skeletal hand that opens yeah. up with loud creaking noises as you approach it.
1: It's like that chair that Buster has <laughs> <Yeah>. in of <Arrested laughs> the
0: Element. Or it's like that chair that uh, Litruk almost made Guybrush into. Oh, yeah. 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 It turns, it turns a uh, chair. little
1: guy into an ottoman. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Wally. Yeah, Wally.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alexandra Roivas uh, savior spelled backwards, uh real subtle guys. And the first
1: name uh, are D-B-X. This
0: this isn't happening. Um mm-hmm. but but yeah so you so you get this and you're able to cast uh, whatever spells you found in the previous area and then you just you're contributing to this throughout the entire rest of the game all, as all these characters find the tomes um you yep. yeah, find these runes and put them together yep. um yeah so this is where you encounter your first bone thief as well
1: yeah which mm-hmm. is is one of the enemies i had the the hardest time with mm-hmm. um you know strangely the whores, i never yeah, you know, I could always kind of juke those guys pretty easily. Yeah, but these guys do a lot of damage if they jump on you. Yeah, um, which is the kind of their primary mode of attack. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're using a range weapon, they're really hard to hit. So you you know you want to stick with melee with these guys. They're not actually very tough. Like yeah. they'll go down in a few swings, but they're especially hard
0: under under Zelatath because they don't have the heads. And on all the other ones, you can actually just take their heads off. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they'll die immediately. So they're incredibly resistant. Yeah, that's, um,
1: I mean, I guess that's why I had the. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, just I love how paranoid these things make me. I mean, they play on that definitely in uh, in the Maximilian chapter. But, yeah. Uh, but just the fact that these can be bursting out of people at any time.
1: And when when the when they're controlling the people and the people mm-hmm. are against you, the way that they walk forward with that kind of grim determination, yep. just towards you with an emotionless face, <laughs> like and it's like that guy's making a beeline for me. Is this yeah. part of a cutscene? Is this part of you know? Is he going to tell me something or is he? And they just starts punching you. Uh-huh. And stuff, and you're like, why is this guy punching me? I'll fight him back. And then, you know, he blows up into a bone thief <laughs> yeah. and it's just, uh, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Additionally, there's a, uh, there's an awesome uh, bit of lore around these in that when the bone thief is inside of you, the person is still conscious of what's happening, yeah. but they're just like pushed to a back corner of their mind.
1: Yeah. 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 Super creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But, uh, so you're going around this, uh, this tower, which eventually will be built, you know, or, you know, the cathedral will be built around it. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Like if you read about this, people are like this, you know, Christianity would, would not have been in France at this time. It's kind of like, no, no, this is like the, the cathedral came later. This yeah. is just a tower. So, yep.
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, yep. but also uh,
1: time is timey-wimey. me
0: True also it's, shut oh, up. Also it's a reconsider video game. your life yeah <laughs> reconsider yeah.
1: your life choices internet yeah um, <laughs> um
0: but uh, but yeah you, you so so you wind you wind up in these catacombs that are underneath there and you uh, you kill the bishop in order mm-hmm. to kind of like you know stop the corruption in the church right
1: yeah yeah um and you end up in uh, so through these uh, kind of catacombs um you end up doing this puzzle this like water you know jar filling puzzle where you have to use the enchant object thing to fix Fix a thing, yeah. um, you know, which is th- it's mostly just kind of here. You're just filling up a jar because you see a jar and some liquid.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, you're just doing it because you're an adventure game Roomba. But the uh, m- mostly it's to illustrate to you that you can repair things with that spell
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and you're going to need to do it in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you eventually – and you're introduced to one of, the, one of the mechanics that I like the idea of the most but ultimately became really annoying. Mm-hmm. To me in this which is the trapper dimension right. and the uh the trappers which starting out like i really like these guys
0: yeah know, it's a cool idea about like they're lizards that are about the size of puppies and they make this awesome little chattering sound
1: yep yeah and they have you know they have no eyes mm-hmm. but they can hear you really well so you have to sneak by them um and if you don't they teleport you to this trapper dimension which is a little bit like the player's maze from Torment, right. um, in that there's like kind of teleportation circles. Um, usually it's very easy, but the more times you get stuck into it, the harder it is. Right. Like, the more jumps you have to make mm-hmm. to get to the ending. But it's pretty trivial, mm-hmm. like, to, to get out. It's never hard, so it just kind of becomes an annoyance, especially when they start mixing these enemies up. Like, when you first run into them, it's like, okay, I have to get out my ranged weapon, or I have to sneak through this room. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to fight anything with one of these in the same room, it becomes difficult. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, I never got quite the hang of, I think it's kind of sloppy to switch targeting. Yeah. In this game, like if you're targeting one thing and you want to switch to another creature, mm-hmm. um, that's, you do it by kind of slightly letting off the trigger and pushing back down, mm-hmm. which is weak. Like I would have liked to have an R3 or something like that. Yeah. That, that did that automatically. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah,
0: uh, the, can the 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 area where the trapper dimensions actually become useful is that each of them has a you know has fountains for the various meters that you have. So eventually, right. you can go into them intentionally um, by either summoning a trapper yourself or just finding one in the uh, in in the world in order to refill something. So if you're just having a really hard time uh, with your health, you just go in here, wait for the wait for the teleporter to turn red, and then uh, go refill your health and get out.
1: Yeah. Which is which is useful, but once you eventually or very soon you will uh, uh, have the heal spell, mm-hmm. and won't really need that. Like the game right. equips you with the ability to refill your meters. Yeah, fairly soon. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, yeah. So uh, you're proceeding through this, uh, and eventually, you know, you just die.
1: <laughs> well, you, yeah, you you stumble in on the um, you know, it's too late to save Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. You get there, you stumble in on it, and they and you know, kind of turn to you and and uh, I don't know if they actually murder you here, mm-hmm. but you when you show up, you are full on zombie, right? Like you've degraded to the point that you are, uh, and uh, and you're in that room, and we don't really, you know, for a long time, we don't find out your ultimate ultimate fate.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, you go for, back, and after and, a long time, you become the ultimate fate.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly, as we all do. The yeah. um, but again, it's just the, that that repeating you know kind of bit that these people all have bad ends like Mm -hmm. every one of these is a downer note right which i love and uh and you're back you've just you know you're back in the uh, the mansion Mm -hmm. so you have to use the enchant spell to repair the upstairs key
0: yeah which gets you into the upstairs hallway which opens up plenty more um uh sanity effect kind of stuff yeah there's a statue in the in the upstairs i love that i love that just follows
1: you around yeah, it just looks at you, which is such a good like jump like mm. kind of moment when you notice it like, yeah. and then that bathtub thing. Yeah, that is which,
0: the like the thing that this game is known for most. That, I think
1: <laughs> that's like one of the you know, top like five jump scares in games. Yeah. Even though me. I know
0: it's there, and it's just like it's just so blah.
1: Yeah, it. It's very yeah. It's very very unnerving and very mm-hmm. um. You know, the image like stuck with me for a little while after uh-huh. I did it. Like I, I should do that in the, uh, before I play thing that the something awful goons put together. One of them had the tip where it's like, you should check out the bathtub when you're upstairs. Like not a lot of players do it and you get a cool Easter egg, um, <laughs> <laughs> which, which I, I knew what it did, but I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> like, um, it's it's, yeah. it's unsettling too, because like, it's a graphic depiction of someone's suicide. It's your suicide. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you. So it's yeah. your, it's your character in the, in the, the, bathtub yeah, yeah. Like, I guess, yeah. That's,
0: I guess that's what I mean. Just on a, on a human level, seeing somebody like pallid in a bath, full of their own blood is upsetting to me. Yeah, <laughs> not just that it's her, but just in general. And it, it
1: also happens regardless of the, your sanity. Right, right. At that point, it's just something. It's a static mm-hmm. thing that happens, and uh, you're looking for keys and ammo and shit because it's mm-hmm. Resident. You're in Resident Evil mode, right? So you're going to check the bathtub. Yeah, and and it's also a nice little inversion, specific play <laughs> yeah. on the uh, Resident Evil famous bathtub Uh or bathroom scare where like the the you know you check the the mirror or the sink or whatever i can't remember and the zombies in the mirror Uh behind you um so it's a nice little thing like that like nothing's going to come behind you or anything like that it's literally just something that flashes in front of your face Mm -hmm. so yeah
0: also it feels like this game is specifically in protest to resident evil the fact that it does explain that there are bathrooms in this in this house yeah um (sighs) like even in the maximilian one it's like I uh, read the, the the colonial chapter. It's like, oh, you know, it's an indoor outhouse. It's a mo- it's a marvel of modern science and convenience.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, so you, since you upstairs, you find the next page. I can't remember exactly where. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but you go to uh, the gift of forever, mm-hmm. which is uh, Persia, five sixty five A. D. <laughs> and you're uh, you're Kareem, and you are talking to a not at all suspicious. Uh, lady wearing a, you know, a mask. Like you can't see all of her face. <laughs> right. Telling you that there's an evil artifact that she wants.
0: Like, like this yeah. just seems like a Redditor's like caricature
1: of a woman. Like yeah. I'll jerk <laughs> yeah. you yeah,
0: around cause... and make you do things for me. And blah,
1: blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. if, if only we could turn all of the men's rights Redditors into eternal guardians <laughs> and just, <laughs> just have them, yeah. they can save reddit.com and I'll never go to it again. They can protect <laughs> it. I'm fine with that. How do you know that's yeah. not what's already happening? That That is kind of true. Every time I go, I get to I like, see whores unf- unfound. It um, sounds like you are about ready to say whores in space. Yeah, yeah every time <laughs> I see whores in space. Oh, yeah. I Women in my good. NASA? No, thanks. <laughs> no. <laughs> Once they get their period, they're just going to crash a rocket into Earth. Yeah. It's going to just um, be
0: floating around, gunking up the instruments.
1: Jeez, <laughs> cool. Sorry. I took that to the, the second level. Sorry. Like, Uh. usually like like if you're going to be all men's rightsy about periods it's not about the actual biology of it it's usually about pms right (laughs) not about just like ugh. there's all this gunk
0: yeah no no see
1: yeah (laughs) oh man um yeah so she she seems super suspicious in the first place so she's being manipulated um by Mm mantrock um you know to, to have you do this because he needs you to to go do this um and uh, yeah, so you you are in uh, another temple full of pressure plates mm-hmm. and trappers and such.
2: Yeah,
0: this is yeah. So this is Persia. So they have gone in. There's been modifications made to like make it, make
1: the Forbidden City more uh, more foreboding, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. The more for the forbidding city. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, the individual puzzles and everything about this, I don't remember that much. Mm, not in like, particular, and, no. It's kind of generally true of the game. Like there are a couple puzzles that stand out, but mostly it just kind of. Yeah. Find the necklace or ring it's, or bracelet or it's a
0: real actiony survival horror game.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's not very puzzly, and it's also not very. There's never going to be a puzzle where it's actually a puzzle. Right. Like even in most survival horror games, the quote unquote puzzles are just move around until you find this key. They're tasks. And yeah, yeah, exactly. They're tasks. That's, yep. a good, that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yep. the individual tasks are probably going to get blurred over.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you get your elemental rune. Um, mm-hmm which kind of is the win button if you know how to use it or if you think to use it. Um, this is also the first chapter where where I ran into real sanity problems and by sanity problems. I mean, just my meter was always bottomed out. It does have a negative gameplay repercussion in that you, uh, you know, like eventually you start losing health, uh, whenever an enemy sees you, if your if your meteor is bottomed out. So you just want to have it to be like always a quarter full. Um, so you can still get those nifty little, uh, those nifty little sanity, sanity effects.
1: Yeah, 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 and uh, which is which is again what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we didn't mention it, but you get sanity back by finishing off enemies. Yeah, yeah. Which is straight out of the tabletop Call of Cthulhu game. Mm-hmm. So that that's exactly what happens is when you exert your will over the forces of, of you know nonsense. Um, you feel a little bit better about your control in the world. Yeah, and that that's you know pr- exactly a one for one mechanic from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't do it. No, like <laughs> un- unless you have to. Like, stop doing it. Or the enemy's going to get up, which some of them will.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so sanity effects. Um, this is where I started getting them to, uh, I feel like, in, in heavy heavy rotation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's amazing. It, yes. is, it, is the, it is the coolest thing about this game by far, and a game that would be good without them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if it was just that foreboding atmosphere and, and the jump scares and stuff, this would be like, oh, it's a pretty good survival horror game with a neat magic system and a good story mm-hmm. and an interesting way of telling the story. However, this is what puts it over the top into like one of my my favorite games we've done
4: mm-hmm.
1: for the show. Um, they range from things that like affect your it's what things your character thinks.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So you walk into a room and your head falls off, or you yes. sink to the floor, or you're really small, or you're immediately beset by way more enemies than you could fight. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some of them that are positive. Did you ever run into the ammo one? Yeah, I love <laughs> just that. Like, just like, like you're the just, uh, you know. Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Ammo Bonanza. And then just like, what's happening? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, this isn't happening. Like, the game's not going to give me thousands of shotgun shells. No. Um, You know, which is fantastic. Yeah. And then they they, uh, turn into, like, interface screws that have to do with the game. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, famously... Um, you go into the load screen and the, it, their context depending on what you're doing too. Uh-huh. So it's not like you just walk into a room and automatically it goes into the save game thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're going to save your game yeah. and it just highlights the option for like erase all save games yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and starts doing it. Yep. You know, so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. So, so good.
0: You get a blue screen of death. Um, which yep. is pretty funny, uh, yep. like as a period example of humor, um, yeah. anybody, yep. b- anybody born after like 1995 will not know what a blue screen of death yeah. is, <laughs>
1: um, um, I guess so. I guess there's four different categories of them. So there's the ones that just affect the player, mm-hmm. the ones that just affect um, the the game like interface, like it's just the something happening in the game like that. Mm-hmm. There's the times where they intersect. Intersect. Mm-hmm. So um, times where like it gives you the GameCube controller is unplugged. Yeah. Message. And, and which and I then, love
0: uh, like and it's always like right after you walk into a room and just like there are enemies like right there on top of you and you yep. have to watch your character die.
1: Yeah, and you just you know get up to to plug mm-hmm. in your controller, um, or the volume will turn down, or it'll switch to a video yeah screen like your, you know those like, things. So that's yeah. where it actually intersects with the play. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those actually ended up getting me fucked over once when it did the mute <laughs> one, and I couldn't hear uh, Trapper. Oh yeah. So you know I guess it didn't fuck me over. I just got yeah. trapped. It just got mildly but, uh, inconvenienced. Yeah, I just was running through a room because it was oh oh it's the mute one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there are the ones that affect uh, directly you. The person sitting in the room,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is uh, specifically, like, the bug crawling around one. Yeah. It has no effect on the game. It's not something that would come <laughs> like from the system. Like
0: fucking Orkin commercial.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's something that's happened to your house. Yeah. That you're playing the game. Like, that is, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, it is just unbelievably cool. Yeah. That it does that stuff. Mm-hmm. Blowed the, the sequel setup one's one I think <laughs> too. so too. So, like, the, the, the screen is so good and generic. Yep. Like, it's like
0: Sanity's Redemption or something. Yeah, so, like yeah Sanity,
1: that. yeah, exactly. Um, the, and that's a pre- reference to one of their earlier games, like one of the Soul Reaver games mm-hmm. ends really suddenly with a similar screen. Yeah. Some kind of poking fun at themselves. <laughs> um,
0: um, my, my absolute favorite one, the, the one that I got the most, well, favorites. Uh, an an inaccurate thing to say but just like the the, the ones that you don't notice are wrong or you know like where something's wrong until it happens like you'll just walk into a room and then try to cast a spell in your entire
1: upper body will fall apart yeah yeah blows up <laughs> yeah, that happened poof. to me the first time i cast a spell <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the game like when i played it it was awesome <laughs> i was like this is lovecraft as fuck yeah <laughs> like, you cannot use magic and there, here are these tools and they will destroy you
0: and there's something like your limbs can fall off like it's different than the head exploding but uh, like your head or your arm or something i think you can pick up your own head
1: yeah yep, yep. That, that becomes the option and, yeah. and it says and it pops up in your inventory yep and it, and it says to be or not to be <laughs> Yeah. so good so so good yeah. the game and it gives you those like play contextual things too like sometimes you walk into a room and you're walking on the ceiling uh-huh. and if you get to the door you, you get a contextual button that says climb to the door yep. or climb up <laughs> so it's like it's tons of level of craft uh-huh. and these. like they are not little tossed off things mm-hmm. like i love uh dark corners of the earth but the sanity effects there are like blur 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 kill yourself <laughs> <Yep>. you know <laughs> like it is not uh not this level of variety. I think there's like 32 of them. Yeah. Um uh, there, there's so many and mm-hmm. you, you won't see them all in one playthrough and they're constantly and consistently surprising and, yeah. and delightful. And, and,
0: uh, and, it, and it changes the way you play the game. I mean, like we said, you keep your meter low so you can see them, uh, you know, just mm-hmm. because you want to experience as many as possible. It's almost like the deaths in, in you know, in Sierra adventure games. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to fuck things up as much as possible. Yeah. And just, yeah, it's, it's, it's always, always fun. Um, mm-hmm. So 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 good.
0: Yeah. The only one I don't like is uh, when you turn into a zombie because yeah. it takes so long uh, to, to you know to get out of it. It's kind of like okay, for the, the next ceiling minute ones and like a half, that, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and some of them are real subtle too. Like you'll go to a door and it'll be locked. Right. That wasn't locked before. And that's mm-hmm. not you know that's barely a sanity effect. I wanted to mention too. One of my favorites. Um, I think only the Royvises do it. Um, is when you all of a sudden out of uh, nowhere turn to the camera and shoot it. Yep. That's so good. Like the the char- the player or the character trying to kill the player. Mm-hmm. From that like that's great. That is just I like, you know I'm a real sucker for this kind of fourth yeah. wall. That so. may,
0: that may or may not be a reference to uh Resident Evil because yeah. in Resident yep. Evil 1 there's a very specific place where you can go and you can turn into
1: the camera and shoot and yeah. it puts up a little uh decal like it broke the glass. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing but the fact that it's your guy going mad and yep. trying to you know so I, it is kind of like a reference reference mm-hmm. thing but it's more than that as well. Yeah. So, um, there's also a lot of, and we, you know, just so we can get the sanity stuff out of the way in one go, there's cool, uh, uh, levels of detail to this where there are chapters where you don't have any way to lose sanity Mm -hmm. but if you do there are specific chapter specific sanity effects um specifically the colonial chapter right um you have to summon monsters to make yourself insane right there but if you do you get sanity effects you can't get anywhere else which is you looking at the portraits of your your family and pictures that you have in your house and them degrading and getting more horrific and and disgusting Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: you have to go out of your way to find them Mm -hmm. um so 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 good yeah
0: so good. and just in general like as things progress in the mansion itself through Alex's chapter things start changing around her which is one of my favorite things in a horror game and in horror fiction in general uh just whenever the house turns against you right yeah uh, most notably the the portrait in the upper hallway which yeah. turns into uh you know from this bland landscape into uh into just a hellscape where you see like flayed skin being
1: Hands. yeah she even remarks on how bland it is yep when you first look at it, she's like what a boring landscape yep <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so, so good. Mm-hmm. Like, boy, does it, it just, it breaks my heart how good this is. Yeah. Like, but, as a thing. Like, and I'm kind of, like, pissed off
0: that Nintendo just went and patented
1: this. And then decided like, never to do anything with it. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: just, just like, just, you know, software patents in general, that's not a thing for here. But just, like, how dumb is it that you can just take a good idea that, like, yep. is just a, you know, a, another meter <laughs> yep. with with a, with a result and just, like, make that, nip, nip, nope, nope, can't, yep. can't do it.
1: Yeah, that that that's that's repulsive. And initially, um, Richard Garriott had Tapping from Magic the Gathering yeah. patented, which is real dumb, too. Yeah. Because that's not, you know, that just feels like a, a shameless money grab. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I want, like, sanity effects in Mario Galaxy 3. <laughs> like, if, they, if Nintendo owns these effects, uh-huh. like, use them for something. Yeah. Like, please. It's about time for Nintendo to roll out its horror Franchise. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, we, I, I guess I didn't remark on it in the in the overview, but it, it is something remarkable. This is an M-rated Nintendo published game. Yeah, like, yeah, all, which, like yeah. exclusive to a Nintendo system.
1: Yeah, it is. It is the greatest. I would say GameCube exclusive game, mm-hmm. and uh, and there aren't very many of those. Yeah, because you I, know. That-
0: uh, I guess I, I guess that uh, the the remake is technically on Wii too. So
1: yeah, fuck. yeah. Remake remake is really good. Yeah. I like this more than remake, uh, mostly just because remake is is a remake. Mm-hmm. Like I love remake, and it's different enough to make it worth playing. And I adore it, and I think it's the yeah. definitive version of Resident Evil One.
4: Yeah.
1: However, it's not something that is sprung fully from an imagination. Mm, like, it's something that's based on another work, so yeah. it's not going to have those originality points for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Scary that's, that's... as fuck, though. Probably the scariest game. <laughs> oh yeah, remake remake is wonderful. Yeah. Like that would be a real fun game. To do for the show sometime yeah. like now maybe next resident evil game uh uh-huh. we do if we don't end up deciding to do resident evil 3 or code veronica or one of the weirdo ones yeah but
0: oh yeah. man hex crank <laughs> yeah
1: yeah survival horror man yep it's good shit love it um the ending of this chapter after you do your requisite tasks <laughs> um everything is a cool cool thing yeah like a nice little inversion, where you know you you the uh, the girl who was jerking you around, putting you in the forever <laughs> friend zone um, in the beginning, uh, you know, kind of lays things out to you surprisingly frankly,
0: yeah. right? Like you were gone for twenty minutes, I got impatient, I slept with somebody, he killed me. <laughs> now I'm a ghost, yep. and we need to protect this thing. Do you want to be with me forever? Yes, no. Yeah, and, and he's reluctant it and- about
1: it. Yeah, at first, yeah, at first he's all like, you know, he's. Yeah, uh, there's you know, this weird kind of loyalty thing mm-hmm. um about her. And uh but initially he does it and then that's he's trapped himself mm-hmm. forever. He might be the person who's trapped the I think he is the person who's trapped the longest. Yeah. As a guardian or servant of Mantarok.
0: Yeah, Elia was only captured uh
1: in like you know, 1100. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Yep. And then that takes you back and you start probably my second favorite chapter in the game. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is uh the lurking horror which
1: <laughs> Way to go, guys. Way to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and a lot of people don't, I feel like people don't like this chapter. Yeah. Like, some people don't. Um, probably because you're playing as uh, Maximilian Rivas, mm-hmm. who is, like, just a chubby, slow guy. Yep. <laughs> um, but I actually like that. I, yeah. I like how these people are all different levels of physical fitness and yeah. they have different uh, stats. D- and, different
0: stats. And, and stats that are kind of, like, uh, uh, reasonable for what they would be. Like, yeah. it shows up a little bit more later, but, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm and uh you know he's a he, he's a he's a doctor he's a physician he's inherited this mansion and you know as you eventually find these other things you you're able to perform uh you're able to perform autopsies on them
1: Yep, and, and it's getting, the, he's like an amazing little sketch you know like the autopsy is him doing this little sketch and just writing down his notes uh-huh. um and uh yeah it's a really neat little one-off mechanic uh-huh. you know in the, in the game
0: yeah
1: i really like yeah but, no but, mechanical you know, benefit
0: You don't get like a
1: plus one to hit after you've done an autopsy on the thing. Right. It's just something you can do. Yeah.
0: But it's Maximilian um, as he, you know, it's colonial times. It's 1760. Um, You know, (laughs) the -hmm. the tides of war are fomenting. But, uh, uh, you know, you're just kind of like exploring this mansion because you know that there are secrets here. And you find a, a, a secret passage to the study in the fireplace. And a letter reveals that the house is built over these evil ruins, which
1: I fucking yes. love. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's essentially, yeah. It's the, uh, re, you know, relay mm-hmm. um, that you're, you're built over. Yeah. Um, this ancient uh, Cyclopean city. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the cool things too. So you're walking around this and there's servants everywhere are constantly cleaning yeah um, i read this somewhere else i can't remember the in-game text but there's something about the corrupting presence of the city meaning the house can never be clean right and that's why you constantly run into people scrubbing the same area floor that's wonderful <laughs> yeah like the idea that just grime is just accumulating because of its proximity yep to this thing
0: which, oh be still my heart <laughs> which just d- destroys me
1: yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is a love letter straight to my heart <laughs> uh, um, the uh yeah oh yeah. boy Um, uh, And you get that, you get that awesome. Like when you're just kind of exploring the, uh, the house, you, uh, you, when you walk by the servant's room, you get this like real heebie-jeebie feeling mm -hmm. from it and you can't go into it. Right. Like it's like your house, but like, they've got that locked up Mm -hmm. and just that real paranoia. Yeah. You know, feeling going on. And and that's the reason that I
0: like this is because of the paranoia, because once bone thieves are introduced into the, you know, the situation, Max is the one who is most like desperately affected by
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah but uh you know eventually you find your way into the basement and down into this city which is hilariously just a skybox that is really really close to your
1: balcony yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah. <laughs> um but it has an appropriate scale yeah like you know the idea that you're built on this thing that you know no one knew about mm-hmm. and it's this uh this big mm-hmm. um yeah so you fight um two two guardians here yeah or two uh, yeah, or this, is yeah this is yeah. this the thing <laughs> that's the thing
0: that's two asses sewn together
1: yeah yeah i for some reason i thought this came later i thought you ran into this thing nope. a bit later on yeah you fight huh. him you fight him here on the bridge right okay it's your first yeah. visit to the city yeah
0: yeah and the city is like lousy with the things it's like where they congregate
1: yeah so eventually you run into a lot more of them yeah that must be what i'm thinking mm-hmm. of so here it's kind of a boss fight and eventually it becomes a regular enemy yeah um, um. And you de- you, yeah.
0: you defeat it like it has these magical attacks and really it's about dodging which is not something that Max is
1: really that great at. Uh-uh. <laughs> and you, you have these like just kind of flintlock pistols that take you forever to reload. Yeah. Including uh, one of the uh, sanity effects that he can have is he reloads one and drops the other one and it shoots him. <laughs> yeah. So good like the <laughs> like character specific like mm-hmm. ones give me a break. Yep. That's so cool. Just like, like, just, just
0: like that much bespoke content,
1: right? Yeah. 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 So much. So much depth. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah. And after
0: you defeat uh, old, old double ass, uh, you instead of venturing further into the city, you're like, OK, we've got to stop this. And he goes yes. above ground uh, to like try and rally people around him. And the next scene is him without his powdered wig in this asylum screaming, may the rats eat your eyes. Like yeah. he was he was th- like locked away. Yep. You yeah. Yeah. And you imagine uh, right and- now just because people think he's a raving madman for talking about ancient cities underneath this house. But uh, yeah. for the in reality, like it's. Yep crazier than that
1: yeah it's way darker and he uh he's interred in uh jeffrey coombs asylum right uh, named after uh jeff coombs from reanimator and Mm -hmm. those lovecraft movies yeah again just like a little shout out but yeah so somebody had to be put in an asylum uh for this to be a real lovecrafty game, of course so yeah, um, but the big thing is when you're back there, you get reveal invisible, mm-hmm. um, which is a spell that I ended up finding a little bit annoying yeah. throughout the game because I didn't. There's nothing to indicate. So when you eventually you get those uh, discs of power in the church, and you can uh, choose the the strength of your spell. Some things there's a, a thing that indicates what level you should cast it at, mm-hmm. um, but some things are not. And knowing how usually you just like as a best practices, you just want to cast something as the highest one that you can. Mm-hmm. Um but with reveal invisible, you're you can't see it. So you can't always see what element it's aligned to. Right. So I, I wasted a lot of reveal invisibles, um, just you know, either at too low a power or with the wrong alignment and were was unable to reveal the invisible thing. It's also if you're stuck somewhere, thinking that something might be invisible there is a, a fairly, you know, yeah. s- you know, not a safe bet, but something you're gonna try in your set of things just to kind of cycle through. Yeah. And uh the magic regeneration thing ended up being annoying at this point because it's before you get the magic regen spell. So you are just kind of walking into walls, <laughs> you, you know, you, you know that the magic regen spell doesn't do anything, right? I mean the one that absorbs magic oh, from okay, the magic pool. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I know that. I know the magic, uh, Restore, the heal yeah. magic doesn't work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which
0: it does heal yeah. your magic, but only as much as it costs to cast the spell. Yep. The
1: first. Yep. Piece. Exactly. Yeah, Yep. So mm-hmm. the, the, I got a little frustrated with the reveal invisible as yeah. a, as a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. It felt but half-baked it, or just kind of like they should have just taken it out.
1: Yeah, or it could have just been a pan, like using it at any strength. Like just the fact that I know to use it should be enough. Right. Use it at any strength, any element, and it should work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you use it in the future to get to the next uh, next chapter, mm-hmm. which is uh, Indiana Jones. It is the tough – so they're contrasting uh, Maximilian Ruyvis, the you – know, <laughs> fat, out-of-shape physician with the most <laughs> adventuresome, capable yeah. uh, character that we end up playing with, as. With his or rugged, probably the, good looks. Yeah, <laughs> of the two. I guess there's two people who are actually pretty pretty big studs. Yeah, yeah, the firefighter fire, fire, fire later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Edwin Lindsay, though, mm-hmm. um, back in Anchor Tom, uh, this time in 1983. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and it, it's straight
0: Indiana Jones, like right down to the guy who is taking you to get this artifact. Looks like the villain from, uh, from Raiders.
1: Yeah, like the, the hat and the, the super round glasses and, yeah, and yeah.
0: stuff, yeah. And, and, you know, obviously, if you haven't figured it out, most of the bad people that you meet are just pious in disguise.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you end up thinking of pious like, visual design? Like the rictus skeleton mm. with the centurion outfit, he looks goofy to me. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. I was a little bit disappointed in that. I wanted him to change out of that into some badass lich robes or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, and just the fact that he's got the his teeth are constantly showing, which is how skeletons work. Like, mm-hmm. I understand that, but the I mean, I like of all smiling. people understand that <laughs> yeah. exactly. He looks like he's smiling all the time, yep. and uh yeah, he ended up being a little goofier than I wanted him to be. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but uh, you know, it's cool how he can, you know, disguise himself and it becomes important that like whoever can see him is, you know, somebody who is chosen A by chosen the book. one, yeah. 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 Yep. But uh, but yeah, Lindsay is kind of like left for dead here. Uh I I forget what reason why <laughs> like the he, the, ca- yeah, the causality he was, here gets goofy. But.
1: Yeah, he was sent to he was uh he was guiding uh Pius to this place mm-hmm. for for some reason, like Pius couldn't get to it. Oh, I yeah, can't remember yeah. why that is. And then um after finding it, um Pius says, you know, I'll give you a bonus early and draws a gun on him, mm-hmm. but they do a cool like action thing. Yeah. And yeah. then uh Pius, because he's like a bond villain,
4: mm-hmm.
1: summons these wing demons to fight fight you and then just leaves, assuming yeah, they'll do yeah. the job. Um these things are straight up night gaunts. Mm-hmm. Like they look a lot like night gaunts again, like a Lovecraft monster. Yeah. And I had trouble with these fairly consistently, uh, mostly because I didn't really use they they're designed to thwart ranged weapons. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so I would use range weapons against them, but you really had to kind of stick and move yeah. to take them out. Yeah. And, uh,
0: yeah. Ed- Edwin is also the first character who has a semi-automatic weapon. Um, yeah, you know, just really highlighting how, how much the game relies on, um, you know, the history uh, of weapons, Yeah, the, his- the history of weapons, but yes. also, but also melee weapons in general oh, yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so these things, these guys' big kind of tactic is they're these real creepy winged um, kind of robes. They're shaped a little bit like bells when they walk around. Mm-hmm. And if they get close enough to you, they spread their wings. And what they want to do is sting you, which uh, keeps you in place and lets them cast a spell. Mm-hmm. Are they sucking mana from you or something like when they do that? I think it depends on you... their element. Okay. They hold you in place for a moment while they cast a summon spell usually, mm-hmm. which makes them harder to deal with because then, uh, you know, you've got the zombie to, to worry about as well. Right. Um, and you get two of these in one room, and it's it's pretty tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first chapter I remember being like, you know what? I don't actually do that much backtracking in this game. What if I just run past shit? Right, and that worked <laughs> out just yeah. fine, as it ten, tends to do in survival horror.
0: Yeah. So uh, I think this is. I, I want to check here, just because I don't want to make the statement and be out, outright wrong. Um, this is your last time at this temple as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm Lindsay. not. I can't remember. Forbidden City, I'm looking at this right here. France, Rhode Island, the Gulf. Yeah, this is your last time here. Um, okay. So, like, you know, just go for it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh,
0: but, but yeah. Uh, Edward Lindsay. He's, he's really high on all stats because he's seen a bunch of shit and, you know, knows everything uh, that there yeah. is to go. Um, this is a little bit frustrating just because of the Indiana Jones type puzzle stuff that you have to do. Um, gets yeah. a, gets gets a little irritating. So the fact that you have to blow the magical space dust off of symbols on the floor or something, or no, it's like covering something that obviously shouldn't have been coverable by dust.
1: Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> yeah. have an archaeologist brush, yeah. which serves the same purpose as say like my foot, yes, would or anything that can move dust, which is anything. <laughs> yeah. So the you yeah, have the yeah, you're a pretty shitty archaeologist. <laughs> yeah. um, just like grabbing, well, and just like Indiana everything. Jones is. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the, you even do though, the weight puzzle. Uh-huh. More or less with this, where you take the, you know, the, the object that weighs the same, mm-hmm. you know, from the beginning of, uh, of Raiders, yeah. uh, which is extended in Indiana Jones reference, which yeah. again has a, um, there's a, uh, weird fiction, Lovecraftian kind of root yeah. in, in this character, mostly in like the, not so much in the Lovecraft stories, but the weird ones he pen wrote yeah. for people like the, the protagonist of the one that, uh, Harry is that's credited to Harry Houdini mm-hmm. is, is adventuresome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's real creepy when you take the, when you take the bracelet, it's like, give it back. Yeah, that's like, great. <laughs> like real campfire story kind of feel to yeah. that. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, Also, uh, you're clearing cobwebs, which, you know, cobwebs up to this point have been just scenery elements Yeah, and you have no idea that it's going to be hi- hiding actual relevant stuff.
1: Yeah. Except, I mean, it's just that you get a prompt when you get next yeah, to it yeah, but... to check it out and they're just, there's going to be, um, the tablets yeah. under them almost without exception. What's gonna are useful but not so useful that you're gonna lose anything if you miss them mm-hmm. so yeah. um this is also a chapter where you can get the the mantarok rune, um which I missed this time, me too. Uh, I feel like I got it last time yeah it's not it's not actually hidden because you see like, oh, this is a pathway right what's tricky about it is unlike most video games, you can continue without it, right. You know, um, it's a real game breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, what it does is it gives you this fourth kind of trumping rune, which you know, to my point, with the real reveal invisible, anything that's aligned, it works against all alignments, mm-hmm. and then it has some different effects on things, uh, most notably turning you invisible
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, for with the reveal invisible spell, yeah, uh, which is pretty neat. But uh, not, I beat the game with ease without yeah, it. Yeah. So you're, you don't, you know, no need to restart mm-hmm. or anything at this point uh, if you don't yeah. get it. It's pretty easy.
0: So, so you, you saying something about how you can, um, let, me, let me let me see here, how you can proceed without it actually speaks to one of my biggest frustrations about the game, which is I wish it had save points. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, so like, you could go back. So, well, yeah. So you could go back or just in general, like in a game without save points where it's like, hey, save anywhere. I forget to save and it doesn't yeah. automatically checkpoint. And it, so it, I, it I got me up,
1: once. Yeah. Yeah. It got how much did you how much progress did do? In I that think I lost about an hour at one point. Yeah, I yeah. Lo- I lost an hour as well. Like yeah. I was like in the end of chapter three or something like that, and mm-hmm. I died. Uh, it was actually I know where it was. It was um in the boss or the kind of enemy rush with Kareem. Yep, um, just had some bad luck. Mm-hmm. So halfway through chapter four, um, lost that progress. And you know you can get through things quickly if you know what to do, but right. cutscenes are not skippable. <laughs> yep. So I got so paranoid about saving at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a couple of places too, where it's sloppy. Like there are places where, um, you're in an enemy unfriendly zone, so You can't save uh-huh. and it's for way longer than you want it to be. Like there are chapters yeah. that begin in an unfriendly zone and stay that way for many rooms. Yeah. So it, if you, uh, it yeah. gets
0: especially bad in the Edward Royvis, uh, one.
1: I got, I got fucked over in the fireman chapter pretty bad oh, yeah. because, uh, the first room with the two wing guys with the two night gaunts, mm-hmm. I attempted to fight them, lost a lot of health and kind of fucked myself over. Yeah. You know, like I couldn't, I couldn't gain it back because you don't get the tome of eternal darkness for so long right. in that chapter, um, and I just couldn't save and I couldn't, uh, couldn't heal myself, mm-hmm. and just you know that was it. So one hit took me down. Yeah, and I was out of sanity, so I didn't even have to get hit. Like one person <laughs> looked at me and I, I died. Ugh. So yeah, it was frustrating. So I, I mean, checkpoints are something I want in everything, more or less. Yeah, I want both. Like I, at this <clears throat> point, I want complete control over when and how I save my game. Right. And I want the game to control it as well. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't, it like, doesn't take anything away from me. Like, it doesn't, I don't feel like it interrupts the challenger. Mm-hmm. You know, that, especially in a game like this, like, I'm not really playing this for the challenge. Like, that's nope. not really the point. So, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: anyway, you know, you get down and you find Augustus. I forget what he's doing with Mantra This is all kind of a big blur to me. Fuck. Yeah. It's later. Yeah.
1: He's like, I he's just checking in on him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> but like Materock yeah. still has power over him.
0: Like Mant yeah. like kind of fucks him up. Yep. And like yep. sends him away and then it leaves you free to meet Elia and then get the heart. Which Edwin then takes back to Rhode Island. I think Edwin's the only like one of the only people who gets out scot free.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He gets out scot free at the very least because mm-hmm. other people get out and then end up having kind of implications yep. and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so this is how you get the heart. You're kind of and you don't really know it even at this point, but that's kind mm-hmm. of the, what you're doing for these old. All these people are being set up as guardians, mm-hmm. um, and all these people going back to get artifacts. It's just so you can get these artifacts of power to fight yep. uh, fight Pius in the present day. Mm-hmm. Um, I love walking around Mantarok. Yeah. And the sense of, like, something's going to happen. Because when you first see him, he reaches out a tentacle and grabs a guy mm-hmm. and, and eats him. So you just think, like, that's going to happen to me. Like, yeah. I should not walk past this uh, shoggoth because that's how shoggoths work. But, mm-hmm. uh, it's you know, he's harmless. He's just yeah. a pup.
0: And also, like, throughout that entire room, there's just a button that you can press that's just, like, look around. And you can yeah. just see how massive he
1: is. Yeah, the scale of him. Who knows how far he goes down. Right. You know, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big thing is you get the dispel magic A spell here which again was a problem for me um general for this because i never knew exactly what strength it needed to be Mm -hmm. and i could always cast a maximum strength but if you fuck up or if you're low on magic you have to just kind of run in place for a while yeah which is annoying and also Uh, like
0: it's a gate but it's a gate for okay go into your inventory now
1: yeah yeah, exactly like it's a a, yeah it's a pan key yep and then some things you can't dispel like there's those damage fields those yellow damage fields yeah from the yellow god that show up a lot later they can't be dispelled and they look like they can because they're Mm -hmm. the same, you know, visual effect as the shields uh, that you can set up. So that's a little bit frustrating. But the big thing is you've seen this spooky stained glass window back in your house. And now Mm -hmm. if you use the spell magic, there is a floating page. Yes. Just floating on the deck (laughs) that you can grab. (laughs) Why not? Which might be, you know, it's one of the first, like, non-sanity effect, explicitly supernatural things you see in the modern day. Right. I was like, fairly soon you're going to start seeing, like, Books floating everywhere, and mm-hmm. and all that kind of nonsense, and ghost. but and ghosts. But you know, at this point, it's just, uh, yeah, just the thing.
0: As I said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash for fireballs. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash for fireballs
1: for your free audiobook. Danger. Danger. Why I guess this is Mario saying this. Danger, <laughs> danger. While I was away crusading against the mystery alien Tatanga. I don't know if I might keep doing that. <laughs> Alright, while I was away crusading against the mystery alien Tatanga in Sarasa Land, an evil creep took over my castle and put the people of Mario Land under his control with a magic spell. He has been jealous of my popularity ever since we were boys, and has tried to steal my castle many times. It seems he's exceeded this time. Hmm. Wario has scattered the six golden coins from Maya Castle all over
0: Mario Land. These golden coins are guarded by those under Wario's spell.
1: Without these coins, we can't get into the castle to deal with Wario. Right. We must collect the six coins, attack Wario in the castle, and save everybody. It's the time to set out on our mission. So, so, so that's the plot. You have... <laughs> it feels like we've done this before.
0: Oh, no, this isn't happening. <laughs>
1: Now we're into Chapter 7, Heresy,
0: uh, which you play as another big, goofy, fat guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Paul (laughs) Luther. That that name sounds fat. Yeah. Like all those U's, Paul yeah.
2: Luther. Oh, yeah. It yeah. just sounds
1: like something that, like the, the noise that would escape a set of jowls, <laughs> <laughs> like just air escaping a pocket of jowls. Yeah. Uh, jowl pocket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jowl no pocket noise. Yeah. Like um, fitted, fitted, air from jowl pockets. Most foul. <laughs> um, like, uh Paul Luther again
0: there're like 14 Pauls in the game so i'm just going to say yeah. Luther uh Luther is real uh um, remarkable too this is you know this takes place during the inquisition and you mm-hmm. know christianity uh is, uh is all over the place he has no sanity whatsoever
1: yeah like he yeah, has he's, high he's, magic he's, but no sanity he's very fragile yeah um and uh i i love this is one of my favorite chapters in the game mm-hmm. um i really again i really like the church all the church chapter chapters really stand out for me um Excuse me. You arrive here um, because you want to see a relic, um, right. the a, hand a holy, of Jude, the hand of Jude. And uh, while you're there, um, the Inquisition's going on, and uh, you find a murdered monk mm-hmm. and are accused of it, and told that you cannot leave. Right. Um, the thing by a real creeper monk.
0: Yeah. It looks. Uh, like, he's got. He looks like Emperor Palpatine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, they look like Sith lords. Um. And the uh. So you're you know you know something's up. Mm-hmm. At this point, or you know, the player knows the character is, he is kind of joy joyfully, you know, like this is terrible. Like I mm-hmm. didn't do it. What are you guys talking about? Like he seems to go along with it for a while uh-huh. um, until you run into the kindly janitor, yep, um, who who tells you that something shits going on. Yeah, and uh you have to gather evidence,
0: right? Uh, because the, uh, the guy the that they the guy that they murdered, you know, he was on to whatever was happening at this yeah. place. Yeah, yeah.
1: So this is probably the most investigatory chapter uh-huh. uh, kind of gathering the three different pieces of uh for of enemy yeah. or excuse me of uh evidence yep um which is real fun too, and again, it plays into that this the church is where the world of man and the world of gods intersects, uh-huh. the reason why this cult has infiltrated you know the church and done this is in order to murder people and get them mm-hmm. and uh and they ramp that up later, right, but this is kind of a calling ground mm-hmm. for this stuff and the and it kind of implies that that's what the Inquisition is, which is cool, yeah. Like that's great. The idea yeah. that the Inquisition, this like momentary <laughs> madness, that overtook the church and caused it to murder tons of innocent people, mm-hmm. was so that they could feed them to a you know a, a god, a minor god, right? You know, thing which yeah. is great.
0: You know, and and even going back to the Charlemagne thing, it's you know Forrest Gump as through the eyes of H.P. Lovecraft.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yep. So you're walking around. You really don't have any way to protect yourself, uh, which gets you into real trouble when you go to the when you go to the old tower. Eventually, you pick up a crossbow, uh, which makes you uh, a little bit able to with uh, one bolt. Yeah,
1: and, you yeah. Had to, and I couldn't find any other bolts for quite some time. Right, like I ended up using it on either one trapper or one zombie,
4: uh-huh.
1: and then didn't have any any uh, any bolts. Yeah. So eventually, you go into that room that um, we found. Uh, what's his head in, Anthony? Yep. Um, and, and you find out that he has been just languishing as a zombie right. this entire time, you know, these six hundred years, yeah. and has gone mad, right? And and attacks you. Um, at this point, I did not have a weapon. Oh no. Um, yeah, I did not find the sword or the torch mm-hmm. or uh, anything you can, or the, I think the mace you can actually find. I think you get the sword from him, right. but I didn't find the mace or the torch. So I beat, and I was like, "Well, shit!" And I treated it as a, a magic test and ended up using that barrier spell. Oh yeah. To uh, to take him out, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you yeah, didn't manage like, to do it, but it was tricky. Yeah, and I
0: really, can't imagine doing that. Like, even with uh, the crossbow and the mace, I had a, I had a, a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a tough boss. Yeah. That barrier spell, that was my bread and butter once I got it to about two-thirds of the game. Uh-huh. I use that constantly. Um, yeah. That's really useful. Um, just setting up kind of choke points. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a room full of enemies. You can set up this kind of trap for them. And then anyone who goes around it, you can fight them one by one.
0: Now the, um, now it is the trapper who is
1: trapped. Yeah, exactly. Who traps the trapper? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was me, yep. but, yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, so I just ended up using that, that barrier thing to, to fight him. But yep. I love that he's just, he's gone at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, he served his purpose Yep. to, you know, to, uh, to Mantarok, which is to take the curse for Charlemagne. It didn't quite work. Right, you know, um, but that's what he was there for. It Was literally just to to take this bullet. <laughs> just to, um, they and, found another and bullet suffer for Suffer for suffer for and her. suffer for six hundred years. Yeah. until you put him down.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Also, yep. he has a he has a ruby for an eye. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, because because survival horror. Yeah. Um, exactly.
1: <laughs> because it's got to be gems. Yep. Um, the yeah, first gem you just find it in your room. Yeah. Why not? It's, it's a, like in yeah. a
0: painting. It's an emerald. Yep. Yeah. that yep, about. Yep, yep. Um, but, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're looking through here and you find this like creepy unsettling evidence. So there's a book of reliquaries, which says like, Hey, the hand of Jude is a forgery. Like Like a lot of
1: the, yeah. A lot of the relics are forgeries. Like, and that, and it's a, you know, a thing to do to kind of fleece, fleece the flock. Right and stuff and then diary pages
0: you also go down um uh into the basement where the living quarters should be and you find like oh there's like where are these people sleeping
1: yeah 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 yeah. which is a nice hand wave of something you know that could just be a level design thing right a lot of times in video games they don't account for dungeon ecology and and you know where do these people go to the bathroom where do they eat where do they you know that stuff and to have a character or mark on it is really great um and then uh yeah and their reason why is because uh they don't Right. <laughs> uh, you even say like, "There's only you know one kind of person who doesn't sleep, and it's the dead." Yeah. Um,
0: you also run into one of my favorite um, the sanity effects, which is you walk into the main uh, cathedral area, uh, the you know the aps or whatever, and you're flash forward, and it is World War One. Which, if you don't know what's coming up, is real crazy. Especially if you know this is in France.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know there yep, are all yep. those
0: medical tents around, like this, like they they turn the cathedral into a mass unit. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Super, super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually you get this kind of like uh, Ocarina of Time-esque, you know, melody <laughs> uh, thing that you can play to yeah. use on the organ, um, which unlocks the thing. And you get the uh, the uh, five-point circle of power. Right. Which uh, the, the church is always where you're going to get your circles of power, which increases your vocabulary and allows you to do powered-up versions of spells. Right. Kind of making a frustrating uh thing in that the other thing i wish that once you knew a spell it unlocked all the options for it
0: yeah yeah now you have yeah. to go in and rebuild every single spell in its five-point version
1: yeah and eventually you have to be at the seven-point version as well yeah paragon 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 yeah i always yeah. put them in in, in order like yeah. i never switch them up so it's just paragon 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 <laughs> um yeah yeah uh-huh. or, or, yeah or paragon like if you do the <laughs> Zelototh version yeah um additionally, we didn't, uh, we didn't mention that, but depending on which uh rune you invoke, mm-hmm. that's the god that says your spells. Oh yeah. Which yeah. is really cool, and you can get a lot of their personality just from their voice. Mm-hmm. Um yeah.
0: yeah. Um I I will make a note that there I uh, a note. Uh there are not enough <laughs> notes available nor enough uh enough bars to do the <laughs> uh to do the chorus from uh, Inna Goda Vita.
1: Oh, dang.
0: <laughs> just, just so In you don't go Garden try
1: yourself. You. <laughs> so, um yeah 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 and it, that that little tune it plays after you play your bit that'll like like that like descending
0: yeah
2: yeah
1: that thing is great yeah like I, I like how that sounds a lot
2: yeah
1: um real you know real shitty fake organ Yeah, <laughs> like it's not high quality or anything like that but it sounds it sounds like a yes song yep <laughs> like it, it's going to transition into roundabout uh, like at any moment so
0: yeah and then stand there uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, but uh, the, you know, you get that five-point spell, which lets you dispel um, another. Uh, uh, you know, like the the way into the inner sanctum, um, and it turns out the only way to go forward is to do this like mock, uh, you know, sacrifice with the dagger that you find this crazy little dagger in these catacombs. Yep. Which, when you eventually get to the to the altar, you find out, oh, this custodian guy who's been helping has been gutted in very much the same way I gutted that statue.
1: Yeah. Uh, Whoops. Exactly. Yep. Whoopsie. Whoopsie
0: do. <laughs> I, um, I just picked a bouquet of oopsie daisies.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this is one of my favorite anti-climaxes to the game. I love it this so is goddamn so much. British. Yeah, <laughs> Pius is like, no, no, let me
0: take care of him.
1: <laughs> yeah, and when you—it's even before you go into the door, you're like, you feel a creeping darkness yep. coming from the door that chills your very soul. Will you do an end to the the evil cult? Yeah. And you walk in and just you know... <laughs> Your head explode. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the guardian just blows up your blows up your head at that point. It's the guardian, it's like, right? It's not actually she's not communing with the god at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, the, it's guardian. the guardian,
0: and the guardian's yeah. like, "Don't tell me how to do my fucking job." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. like, "I
1: will take care of this," and you think you're going to fight Pius, yeah. and she's like, "I will choose what I who gets takes care of what." Yes. Pop.
0: Oh man, just yep.
1: poof, like a yep. melon, like, I love a, it.
0: like a Gallagher show.
1: Yep, I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then we get a cutscene with Pius assembling the Pillar of Flesh. Yeah. (laughs) A nice cheery thing that is. But, you know, you get the sense it's just one of these reagents he needs Mm -hmm. to summon Mm -hmm. Zelotov. Yep. Um, You go back to one of my favorite scares in the game comes up here where you get the little message from uh, the 88, and it says to look beyond the 88 keys. Mm -hmm. So, you know, me not being an idiot, I know that's a piano. Yeah. I know where there's a piano. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you go there, and when you first go to the piano, just off camera, like, yeah. so you don't see the full thing, you just see a silhouette of, like, legs mm-hmm. hanging. And it looks like some straight-up, like, it reminded me, of, you know, as much as it's an internet meme and it's it's played out and everything, it reminded me of Slender Man. Yep. Like, I thought that there was just, oh, there's just someone standing, non-threatening, staring at me. Yep. And uh, that gave me one of my biggest, like, chills in the game. Yeah. Um, and I was scared to go investigate it. hmm so yeah. I do not want to see what this thing is.
0: But you go and look, and it's like a dude who's hanging, like he like looks at you, like his head lolls over to yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And he doesn't actually. There's no jump scare or anything. He just says something like, you know, beware the tides of darkness yeah. before they encroach upon my family, or some mm. you know, just some cryptic yeah. nonsense.
0: Yeah, just the fact. Uh, just the fact that you could go through, through that area and not even notice it. Just yeah. that it's like yeah, not. It's, it's just hanging in the margins.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. things that, that, that those things kind of like in your periphery are the uh, are. are Mm-hmm. what tear is made out of yeah um i would have liked to if it never disappeared like you never remarked on it yeah that would have been incredible like there's just a hanging man in this room now mm-hmm. that's just how it is
0: yeah um, nobody by this house there's a similar scare in uh silent hill 3 actually
1: oh yeah oh yeah. uh, just adding more and more reasons i need to play that game yeah so just
0: buy the the, the hd collection
1: i know i've been i've been meaning to for a long time i need to play yeah. the first one too i like it man i love silent hill too i just mm-hmm. haven't uh, yeah, i know
0: i'm it. not i'm not even saying that like oh, man why are you like why are you holding no. up blah, blah blah i just like that's a heartfelt recommendation i really want you to play it well and really i also I, and and, and in return and...
1: i just want to say that it is something that i, I legitimately am very <laughs> yes. interested in. yes. so it's not i haven't been okay. faking my my interest yes. in silent hill too cool. um like i've been faking my interest in welcome back cotter for you <laughs> yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah I <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't actually know if that's one of your Nick and standbys. No, it it's, it's not. I mean, I,
0: oh. I, I know of it. I've, I've seen plenty of episodes. However, it's not one of my standbys.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a reasonable guess, Yeah. Be, don't worry. It wasn't don't that worry. bad of a guess. <laughs> um,
0: but, uh, but yeah, this, uh, this brings you to, uh,
1: I think oh, real quick, I think this started, her started happening a chapter or two ago. I want to talk about the creepy interstitials with grandpa talking to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. With him like looking over your shoulder. And getting increasingly creepier mm-hmm. and more abusive. Yeah. So it turns out, I never, I actually never figured this out. So because in the end, he's a kindly old man again. Uh-huh. And he's working for good. Where did all this darkness come from and where did it go in him? Like he implies like there's almost, and this could be me reading into it, like a, a molestation subtext. Yeah,
2: that's what because, I He's like, You're,
1: you were such a pretty little girl. Like all this, you know, I guess it's not, it's not even subtle now that I think about it. Like mm-hmm. there's, and you know, and then at some point he's like, I wish you had died with your parents. You know, it's really abusive and, and troubling, mm-hmm. but it never I don't know what the payoff is for it.
0: Yeah. do you know? I, Did do? I don't know what that, like so so the, the the best that I could the best that I could um figure out would be that it's pious all along up until the end. Yeah. Yeah or a sanity like, effect. Yeah.
1: Like or it's her going insane and thinking she's like that's her subconscious mm-hmm. talking to her. So I guess I would take that. It's just weird that he turned into like good ghost version later on. You know, and that, and that's, I guess, what makes it feel weird to me. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, and I guess it could have, it definitely could have been pious. Yeah. So,
0: that, I mean, it's the best, you know, thing trying to, you know, get her off the, get her off the scent, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I can't remember if they, they might even have it just like straight up did a pious reveal with some glowing eyes or something, and I just forgot. Yeah. But uh, it's just weird that it plays, you know, it pays off straight at the end. Um, but those are some of the some of the, the stranger kind of most troubling scenes. Mm-hmm. I just you know, her reading this book and they're just being this ghost on her shoulder, just saying like, more or less, like, remember when I molested you. Yeah. You know, like you were, like, you were such a good girl back then. Like it's real mm-hmm. creeper stuff.
0: Yeah. And again, like getting into like, oh, the supernatural stuff is pretty scary, but just like the person, uh, you know, bleeding out in the bathtub, you know, yeah, molestation is scarier than, yeah,
1: <laughs> you know. Yep, yep. yep. Um, so now we're back. So mm-hmm. now you play the piano. You play that same tune from the organ. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're in the Forbidden City with uh, Roberto Bian- Bianchi. Bianchi. Bianchi, yes. Bianchi. Boom. Um Which yeah. is a weird, uh, this is a weird chapter. Yeah, I don't like, like it very much at all. I don't like it. This is my least favorite chapter. Yeah. Um, where you are uh, forced to um, survey this, this temple mm-hmm. because uh, Pius needs it to be intact. Right. And how you can make it stand, kind of just under threat. Right. You know, do this for me. You you may not die. <laughs> um, spoiler. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're going down and kind of uh, fighting monsters, but then also surveying different rooms. Yeah. So your solution to everything is to put in buttresses. Yep. <laughs> um, that, every single thing, just put in some braces. Yeah. And then they magically go, and appear. There are tons of servants down here, and you know, some of which are scared, but all of them are just kind of milling about their business. Yeah. It's like it's, it just feels weird. It's not even that the, that
0: they appear. It's just kind of like, oh, this place will never be habitable. Like yeah. it just kind of and, and then he goes back and says, Hey, listen, you've got like all these cracks and you know, there's structural uh, you know, wear and tear and oh yeah, demons. It's full of yeah. demons. And like your services <laughs> are no longer required. Pillar of
1: flesh. Like, yep. yeah, that's like, a solution for everything. Yeah, damn it, Pius. Yeah, yeah pious. Pius. <laughs> just, like <Yeah>. every time <laughs> every single every single time somebody displeases you, you can't just keep throwing them in the pillar yeah, of flesh.
0: Eventually they'll get full you know and then where your problem is going to be
1: There's but, an alternate sketch idea yeah it's just yeah. <laughs> um, all the people that have annoyed him throughout his day in the pillar of flesh yeah um
0: but but uh, but, but yeah just uh, it's it's so annoying just because like you just have your map which you may or may not have been using before and yeah. the, the 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 geography of this place is not
1: entirely friendly you're constantly going up and down yeah and then there are hallways where you go down um like a like a short flight of stairs yep but then you are expected to be parallel to the floor you're on before, if that makes sense. Like, you don't actually move down at all. Right. Um, so you go down to the end, you keep, and you feel like you're getting the sense of going down because you go down a little flight of stairs each time. But you're never going to a lower floor. Right. So, yeah, it just ends up being confusing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and this is where the sanity effects really got in my way. It's just kind of like, okay, I just want to hit these X's and get out of here. And they're like, oh, you're a zombie now. And it's like, well, fuck. Yeah, I no, <laughs> It's going like, to make this take skip. longer. There are a lot of yep. trappers, too. It's just, like, it's tedious.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's designed to annoy you and yeah. slow you
0: down. Not as tedious as what comes later, but pretty tedious.
1: Yeah, this is yeah, the, yeah, the, I know what you're talking about and that's really frustrating. Yeah. Um and they make you do it twice. <laughs> yep. Um which is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, that's like a BioShock Infinite Ghost Mom level bad decision, Like, Um you know, like oh, if you're going to do something really dumb, why not do it 3 times, yeah. you know? Um But anyway, so yeah, that's it's pretty annoying. Um Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, this is where I got the Delete Saves hallucination, right around the time where I lost all my sanity at the worm
1: pit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those worm pits, those worms are surprisingly not a big deal. Yeah. I thought they were going to be much tougher, but they go down with one hit of anything. Right. And then they don't come back. Yep. So, And that's the trickiest survey point, because you just have to survey that room from the middle of it for some fucking reason. <laughs> um, like, survey means to, like, look at something from a distance. Right. Like, it, you, know, you shouldn't have to be that close to something to look at it. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the trick there. And that was the one that hung me up the most. So, yeah. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. I mean, it, it,
0: it ends in a pretty cool way. Like, you know, he gets the he gets the essence of, of uh, sorry, wrong. I, I went down one. He gets the essence yeah. of Uyoth. Uh, yeah. You know, and then he gets thrown into the
1: pillar. Like,
0: hey, well, he's helping come- us out
1: good yeah well, he comes back and he's like you know this place is never to be habitable it's full of zombies and he's like you idiot that's why we're doing this <laughs> you know which is a nice like did you think it was just a coincidence yeah like i was just looking for a place to move mm-hmm. like no you know I'm a, I'm a skull monster yep and i look, want a zombie filled home look upon the true face of horror and now jump yeah. into the flesh pit <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The um, Cole Ross story. Yeah, <laughs> jump into the flesh pit. Look upon—I uh, included—look upon the true face of horror in that in that book title. Okay, and jump into the flesh pit. Um.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I just uh,
1: fuck this chapter. Yeah, never good. Luckily, the next one is great.
0: Yeah, love so,
1: this yeah, one. It's one of my favorites. Again, my favorites are all going to be in the church. Yep, I, I, I love um,
0: it. Yeah, it's, it's called The War to End All Wars. It takes place in World War One or during World War One. It talks mm-hmm. about the death toll and just straight up says, like, all of these wars that happen, it's because the ancients are trying to, like, rack up as much flesh and suffering as possible.
1: Specifically, the uh, you get a cutscene with the guardian saying it's like, like the, your little servant toady guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and for a Palpatine, yeah. comes up and tells uh, Pius that you know the uh, the guardian's getting restless. It's going to you know leave mm-hmm. unless we can keep it fed. You know we're going to need more flesh and more and more people to feed it. Mm-hmm. So again, this church just being where like his cult operates sets up this mash thing in order to kidnap soldiers to feed the, the guardian. Right, great, like mm-hmm. super cool. Yeah. Um and then the the kind of resident evil apocalypse log style things you read here are some of my favorites too. Yeah. Like where it's the guy, you know, in the tent listening to people kind of whimper and, and scream and stuff and being yep. dragged out of their tent at night. Yeah, and they just wake, waking
0: up the next day and just like fewer people are in the beds, when am I next yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Super good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh this is a great chapter. You play as this uh you play as this war photographer, mm-hmm. uh Peter Jacobs, um uh, you know, during the Battle of the Psalm. And, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to get around, you know, to get it what you know, what's like, what's up with this weird hospital, um, and are using different soldiers, uh, you know, orders to, you know, to get around and eventually our, an artillery shell knocks out the power. So you have to bring it back, but for a good portion of this chapter, it's real dark and spooky, which I like. Um, yeah,
1: and uh, and there's the our our bone snatchers, uh-huh. bone thieves are back. So there's a little bit of that. Like when you first go back into the uh, the church, like I immediately, immediately went to the uh, the bell tower thinking there'd be one of my buddies there, and uh, immediately get there and there's a nurse just making a beeline for you uh-huh. after the. Then I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> you know, like they've got God. Yep. So.
0: Uh, some nifty yep. nifty puzzles in this. Uh, bringing the generator back online, you have to use his uh, unique item. Each character has items either that restore some stuff uh, before you get those spells, or are just part of their character. He's got this lucky penny that you have to use to uh, to close you know to close a, a fuse in the circuit breaker. Don't ever do that, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: You just it go, didn't even like. I just ended up using it because I you know read the description and such, and and kind of figured it out. But I wouldn't never have thought to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't know enough about circuit breakers to try to do that, but <laughs> yeah. I would never even have thought of done, it, doing so. It, it
0: is like, you know, fire codes are not taken seriously most often, you know, just like Eldritch Horrors. But one is going to get you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> one or
1: the other. Yeah.
0: And then you do it again later. Fuck. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: that seems like a good idea.
0: Yeah. Um, um, also, this is like the first time where they force you to use Summon Trapper to, uh, to solve a puzzle.
1: Yeah. Which is yeah. the only reason to use it. Right. Like, there's never going to be a single enemy that's really worth taking out. Right, with this thing. It's a really magic-intensive spell. All the summons yeah. are. Mm-hmm.
0: But like th- this is my favorite little detail. I think about the trap dimensions and maybe about the magic in general. So you're trying to get through this door, but a corpse is blocking it. So you trap the corpse away, and then for the rest of the game in the trap dimension, that corpse is just by the exit. Yeah.
1: I like that a lot too, yeah. even though it's annoying to me the next time you use this, where you have to use the trapper to get rid of the block, uh-huh. because there's nothing that indicates that the trappers can do that to inanimate objects yeah, that's a thing. at any point. And that's annoying. Like it's cool that the block stays there, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, that's, why can they do that
0: for the sake of a joke?
1: They should have just made them all corpses. Yeah. It should have just been a block of corpses. Yeah, it is a corpse block. We made a corpse yeah. pillar. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, we got corpse bricks. Yeah. We can build <laughs> like, anything. Up. We can make first, corpse versions of the, buildings. Worst, the worst version of Minecraft.
0: Oh, it's Eldritch, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I need to play that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so far it's fun. I need to put some more time into it. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah it's cool. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so you, you, you do that. Um, and eventually all of this is in service to getting, uh, kind of your full range of magical power. So you get the seven point, uh, uh circle and mm-hmm. you're going and after you're, this, your
1: direct attack spell Yeah, for the yeah. first time. Cause before this, if you wanted a damage thing, you had to use that barrier. Yeah. The damage field. Um, yeah. yeah. So after exploring, again, just going a little bit deeper into the catacombs, you're going down mm-hmm. to fight that guardian that previously, uh, blew up yep. your buddy's head. <laughs> um, this boss fight is different depending on which God you chose. Mm-hmm. Um, the guardians all kind of reflect their god right. in a neat way. Um, Zelototh is my favorite design, yeah, uh, of them because I've got a real, and this Grant Morrison does this a lot in his comics. Um, I have a real weakness for a, a body with a rune or a symbol floating instead of a head or some kind of non biological thing just floating mm-hmm. instead of a head. Right. I really like that, yeah. So, the uh, yeah
0: hmm yeah and that's but, what he is yeah. yeah and this is this is really like one of two boss fights that you find in the game you know there's some mini boss uh, uh you know elements like with kareem when you fight your first horror it's a little bit of a mini boss um, and when you fight the uh, the other kind of guardian or whatever that was, the double ass monster as mm-hmm. Maximilian, it's a little bit of a boss. But this is like explicitly a boss battle. It has multiple phases to it. Um, you can only hurt it with magic. In fact, if you try and shoot it, like at least the Zelatath one says, "Are you trying to entertain me?"
1: Yeah, they all they all say something dismissive. Yeah, that fits their flavor. Yeah. Um, depending on, on what you try to do. So, yeah, you can just <laughs> use magic. And the idea is um, they're not really vulnerable, but you're hitting them when they're charging up. Right. So you add a little bit of negative spice to the, the spice they're huffing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So you eventually, you're, you're closing the distance, and it is putting up these barriers behind you to, you know, shorten the uh, shorten this until you're just running yeah, around in circles. circles. Um, yeah. And the yeah. trick here is you have to pick the right length of spell in order mm-hmm. to use and you have to figure out what the timing is because you're both, like, everything that casts a spell... No, this is this is all wrong. Do you have to pick the right length of spell in order mm-hmm. to use and you have to figure out what the timing is because you're both, like, everything that casts a spell has to cast it with these rooms so if it's Pargon, Pargon, Mandurag, um yeah. you know, you have to you know, whoever gets it off first wins. Right, right.
1: And, it, and it takes... I like how those same rules apply to everyone. Yep. Like, later in the actual end boss of the game, this... Pays off because he, there's a uh, higher point runes. Uh-huh. So if the enemy's cat, that's your chance to heal, like do a small heal spell while someone's doing a seven point or nine point anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, and and I just also like it's really, it's pretty well balanced. Like it's really elegant. Like the more powerful it is, the more time it takes. Right. The more magic points it takes. Like it just it's it's it works really well. Um, the hardest phase of this fight for me was the second run of the zombies mm-hmm. because I was often um, defending. Like he would not do his charge thing consistently for me he would if i started fi- if i put up a barrier to kill the zombies but then my uh my magic attack would sometimes fizzle out on the zombies like I, you don't target the magic attack and i think it's supposed to hit everyone in the room but it mm-hmm. may have a limited number of jumps it of, can make. Yeah, yeah exactly so that took me the longest by far yeah i mean it wasn't too hard but it was you know frustrating and then the end one is the easiest because he just gets tired every once in a while mm-hmm. and you just smack him
0: yeah um, so Yep. So you take out this God and, mm-hmm. um, again, uh, Peter is one of the ones who gets out alive. Like he doesn't deliver his, um, artifact to Edward until much, much later. Um, he's yeah. an old man. He's lived a full life. Uh, he yeah. doesn't even make too much mention of being haunted or like dogged. It's just kind of like, Hey, here's this thing that I found. And I want to tell you about this fucked up experience I had. Yeah. Now I need to go
1: die. Well, part of that, it may be just because he'd been covering the war. Oh, you true. know, so, like he's already he's pre haunted, yeah true, you know <laughs> he comes <But>, pre haunted <laughs> yeah exactly, um, but yeah, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad he made it out because mm-hmm. I ended up liking this character a lot, yep, and uh, and we didn't mention this, but as of before you actually get any weapons, you just have your flash bulb,
2: yeah, your for flash, the camera, powder. Which, yeah, which
1: is really cool, like that's mm-hmm. just, like you don't end up using it for very long, but it's a nice touch, yeah, um, yeah, I like that character a lot, mm-hmm. um, so on to the uh so now that you've you know realized that you should use the lucky penny. Um, for that. And you also get a, uh, you run into ghosts, um, which creepily is in the spot saying, I can't get it clean. yeah," you know, or the blood won't come out. I think is what <laughs> yep. she says. And she's cleaning her own blood stain yep. as a ghost, which is sad. Yeah. And is every like civil servants future. Um, which sucks. And, uh, yeah, so so um, you know to go back and uh, and use the penny on the fuse box mm-hmm. uh, to get into that that uh, get into another room. Penny in the, the fuse
0: box makes him makes a mustache.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and go go to the next chapter, A Legacy of Darkness. Yes.
0: So <laughs> yes. yep. So uh, you're finally playing as Gramps. Uh, Gramps uh, likes the bottle. Um,
1: yeah this is yeah you have like seven seven whiskeys.
0: yeah seven. seven slugs of whiskey'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to think uh, you know it's been a little while since i've used a flask that's a, like a, a seventh of a flask is a pretty healthy uh dose yeah it's a good swig <laughs> yeah it's a good bump yeah but uh, but yeah, this is uh nineteen fifty two he's a psychiatrist, so he has uh, an abundance of sanity, uh kind of like photographers mysteriously have uh, an abundance of magic. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, I mean that. That kind of goes back to uh, what is it in Call of Cthulhu? They talk about uh, people in artistic pursuits are uh, especially gifted or more uh, vulnerable to such and such. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. But um, <clears throat> you're in the mansion, and uh, Max appears to you and says, "Hey, set the clock to 333, which may have been what happened before. Um, yeah, you know, to get yeah. there.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, and you're 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 kind of uh, walking around exploring the house, and mm-hmm. this chapter I like this chapter a lot because it's unique. Yep. Like it is not, um, or at least until the end when it gets annoying. But yeah. this first part in the house is really cool because, as opposed to you know, kind of bone bone snatchers and stuff, you start seeing this uh, creature that can turn invisible, mm-hmm. um, that sucks the blood yeah. out of enemies, like pulls it out like as a mist mm-hmm. from them, and it is it is stalking you. Yes. like that's what ha- that's what's happening, stalking you and your servants, mm-hmm. and you're actually trying to protect. You know, protect your servants, and you're and rewarded such.
0: for doing so. Like yeah. you, you get the most powerful gun in the game, uh, aside from the assault rifle. You get, yeah. you, you get the uh, the uh, the elephant gun um, by saving one of your servants in time.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Which is, uh, you don't, you know, you're fine with the double barreled shotgun, mm-hmm. but the elephant gun is very useful. Yeah. Um, which and that's a nice thing too. If you don't fully study it before you fire, you get knocked on your ass, <laughs> Yeah, I mean. which is great. Like it's just, you know, real powerful. If you don't
0: ready your shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of like neat flavor text here. Like if you go and look at the stained glass window, like he says, this is more folly than house.
1: Yeah. Like again, He's, the, the yeah,
0: relationship that people have with this place.
1: Yeah. I also, this is the part where I walked by the, um, the servants, like where the servants quarter had been mm-hmm. walled over and heard a gunshot and screams. Yeah. Um, from there, which I don't know if that's a scripted thing or not, or a sanity thing, but, but that was
0: really cool. Yeah, that happened for me as well. Might have been a sanity yeah. thing. I was riding real low
1: in general, yeah, intentionally, yeah. as always. Yeah,
0: but this chapter is about finding, you know, hunting down this uh, this uh, this monster. And if you have reveal invisible up, you can generally follow him uh, to where he's going to go. It's pretty well scripted, like where he ends up. It's like master bedroom, weapon bedroom. And then you have a fight w- uh, with him in the foyer, and you mm-hmm. eventually follow him down in the, into the basement.
1: Yeah, because he, he drops like, a key. Yeah, he drops a key there.
0: Every time you, every time you defeat him, he runs back to the basement to recharge off the off of this obelisk.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is yeah, just in your just in basement. So eventually, you get the get the key, um, the two parts. One of which was in a pot. Yep, for some reason. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So, and what's up with all these keys being broken? That's kind of strange. But um, anyway, you, you put that back together, go into the basement, and you fight him down there. And he recharges with the obelisk, so you have mm-hmm. to destroy the obelisk. Um, this is another place where the saving system fucked me out over?
2: Yeah. Um,
1: because you can never... You can't save during this whole chapter until you kill this thing. Because it's never safe. He's like, you know, the servants. I have to think about saving the servants. Um, but if he gets a couple good licks on you, you could be pretty low you know, on health. And I ended up going down in the basement and fighting him and having him kill me. Right. Uh, once before I was able to destroy the uh, the obelisk.
0: I had a very similar experience.
1: Yeah. So that was frustrating. But eventually you know, you made it. Mm-hmm. And then we enter into a really annoying... Yeah. Uh,
0: this might be section. the nadir of the game. Like, even more than Bianchi's level. Like...
1: Well, this I think I mean this is as bad as when it happens again, or actually yeah. no, this is probably worse actually mm-hmm. than when it happens again because there are less there's less variety. Mm. Yeah, um, nine is just too big a number. Yep, <laughs> for this <laughs> like like um, so you go down into the city, um, mm. and this time you know you you find a kind of a nexus of power. Um, there and it's a it's got nine points to it and it kind of it magnifies a spell right. that's cast if you align you know it's kind of like a giant version of your runes yeah so you want to kind of depower this whole area so you mm-hmm. want to cast a uh, dispel magic mm-hmm. with an opposing thing but it means going through nine different teleporters that go to nine different enemies where you can fight you know various things like there's not very much variety it's usually a guardian
3: mm-hmm.
1: those like those double butt uh, yeah. things that um only cast spells Mm -hmm. so they never use anything else but they're tedious they have a lot of hit points they summon monsters a lot yep which is obnoxious and nine just again just (laughs) not a number everything added
0: up like just like it's not it's nine times nine really is what it is because of how much you have to backtrack around this stuff
1: yeah it's it's very it's very frustrating yeah yeah
0: like that that's all that stops us from being my favorite chapter
1: yeah yeah the first part is very good. Mm-hmm. The second part's really lousy
0: yeah I love the idea. I love the idea of like you know using this as a as a way to amplify a spell using these towers that are all around the city like great cool I,
1: and and further, like I really like the idea of exploring this ancient city, yep <laughs> it's like so you know however, like you don't do anything other than just fight monsters there yeah. Like, I would love it if some of these you would do a point of power and instead of just going to somewhere there's a Guardian, like you would see, you know, be in a weird fucked up like library of flesh or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, that'd be incredible. Yeah. And so you know? it's
0: just, you know, gray brick.
1: Yeah, exactly. Gray brick and bland mini boss fight. Mm-hmm. Um, which you just keep doing and keep doing. Yeah. So, and then again, they have the temerity to do it again, yep. um, which is a really amazing. Yeah. Um, however, you do a, you do a pretty good chapter before that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty decent. Mostly, I just like it because it's contemporary. Yeah, like yeah. I like that. It, you know, it's not all. Uh, so it's a chapter. Well, first, um, when you go back to the, the mansion, there are monsters in the mansion now. Yep. So it's finally happened.
0: Yeah, it only ever happened um, in uh, hallucinations before.
1: Yep. 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 yep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, the big thing you get. <laughs> From uh from Edward is a stethoscope, mm-hmm. which is annoying. When you see the safe before that, you're like, "Oh, I could probably crack it with a and then all caps stethoscope." With a, yeah. Like I wish I they let me think of that on my own, mm-hmm. uh, or just like you know, I wish I could probably crack it if I could hear it better or something like that. Yeah, something like and that. And then as yeah, to... let me actually do a puzzle. Boy, I wish I had a key for this door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish yeah. I could probably open this with the key. Yeah. Yeah. um yeah. this pu- this
0: puzzle is really irritating to me because it is inaccessible like it doesn't mm-hmm. like if you're if you're not able to hear it that well the click is really subtle when you're when yeah. you're swinging it around so
1: is it a is it a set combo could yeah. you look it up on a okay yeah, you, so you, yeah, could you look, can look it up, up. facts or something mm-hmm. that's good at least yeah um but anyway so you go to ashes to ashes um we're in the Persian Gulf um as a, a Canadian firefighter mm-hmm. which is cool like a nice little nod to like being in the Gulf War and not being an American soldier fighting brown people, a, a white American soldier fighting. Brown yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Being a, a Canadian black firefighter, like that's great. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that. I mean, you know, mm. legit. Like as a as a cool little nod. Yeah. Um, to diversity there, and uh, yeah. So you are fighting this fire. Um, something goes wrong. Like with the explosion, you're using explosives. Yeah, yeah. The fire. Something goes wrong and collapses the temple, kills all your men. Yeah. And uh, and you land down in this uh. In this, this temple,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the soldier there's a soldier who has a bunch of weapons you find who was originally designed to be the character, right? But so this is kind of an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead he's just a weapon repository. Yeah. Um, and, and this
0: is really just kind of like a glimpse of power. Like, Hey, you wanted to shoot these things, right? Here's an assault rifle. Yeah. And here's, here's somebody to, yeah. who has stats that's able to, you know, withstand a lot of this without magic. Like you spend most yeah. of this without the, without the tone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is a little, I wish he had had a healing item. Mm-hmm. With him, because like as I mentioned, I did fight those two uh, night gaunts mm-hmm. and had a real tra- real problem with them. So one one cool thing about Michael is that so you have your three principal stats: your magic, sanity, and uh, and health. However, you also have endurance, mm-hmm. and uh, Michael has insane endurance. Yeah, so he
0: can just run like, for days and days. Yeah,
1: because he's a firefighter. Mm-hmm. Like, what a nice little touch. Yeah. And uh, you know, just kind of throw that in there. The endurance is hilarious too, because when you get winded, like you do this really hoarse breathing. And it crossfades incredibly sloppily yeah. to a slightly less horse breathing. Uh-huh. And then again. And it's so sloppy. It's like two people breathing mm-hmm. for a time. Like, it's one of the shittiest, like, audio things that I've heard in the game. Like, yeah. it's real dumb. But, yeah, he did, you don't run into that with him because he's mm-hmm. a big, strong, you know, hunky firefighter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> At home on a calendar he is.
1: Yeah. 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 all Michael calendar. <laughs> um, yeah. So the biggest thing, you get your last uh, rune here, which is the bind. The one that lets you do binding. Yeah. Um, which allows you to uh, kind of charm monster. Mm-hmm. You have to do it in an annoying puzzle, I think, yeah, where it's... they're behind a, a barrier that you could usually dispel. Right. But can't. And then you take control of one of them. They fight and it dispels the barrier for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's obnoxious.
0: Yeah. They're just like they're 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 keeping the barrier alive, so you have to figure out a way to get to get them and for some reason your attack spell won't get through, but this one will. It's very yeah. much like notice this.
1: Yeah, it's very arbitrary. Yeah. Um is that is that barrier yellow? Is that why you can't bring it down?
0: Uh you know what? I don't know. Like it looked green to me, but
1: I thought so too, so I kept, you know, throwing up Mantarox. Yeah. But uh one little Easter egg about the yellow guardian that's in there that they never uh talk about mm-hmm. is uh, you know, again, just in, in mythos stuff. Um, Haster, like the king in yellow, mm-hmm. that's his whole thing. And he is the God who cannot be named.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's kind of a little cleverness in the fact that there is an unnamed God. whose whose elemental cool. affiliation is yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously it was something cut. There was going to be more. Yeah. For him, like
0: D- Dyak has actually come out and said, yeah, there was going to be a fourth God, but we decided not yeah. to do it.
1: Yeah. Which, you know, like be still my heart. Like nope. that would have been a real, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Haster man. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But uh, your goal here is to get, you know, to get the plastic explosive in order to bring the temple down, you know, not yes. only to stop the fire, but because this is a place of unimaginable horror. Yep. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, kind of annoying. You just find the explosive stuff arbitrarily. Mm-hmm. Like, I like playing this chapter, but at this point, I feel like, you know, they, the, they really the could close would, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit out of, uh, you know, a little out of innovation. Mm-hmm. At this point, like the biggest thing that you do really is have modern weapons and just it's your one chance to have them. They don't come up again. Um, You get the uh, enchanted gladius, which is the gladius that uh, Pius used Mm -hmm. in the first chapter, Uh, which, you know, again is another missable item.
0: Yeah. And it it,
1: it makes the final, like the final chapter just trivial to play. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very powerful, powerful weapon, but you have Mm -hmm. to earn it because you have three opportunities to miss items that are useful. Or yeah, need it's
0: it's there. those. Uh, uh, what are they? The statues, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So if you if you miss those, um, but placing those, it kind of tests your your knowledge of the relationship of the gods and stuff. Like I like mm-hmm. how it plays out.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I also like that uh, you know the the, the C four itself isn't enough, so you have to enchant the bomb in order for it yeah. to be to be effective enough. Yeah. But I just I just pictured, you know again in the forest gumping of all history with this game, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Enchanting the bullet to make it magic so he can kill JFK? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could be. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Only yeah. the the gods. <laughs> um, the end of this ends on a real dark note and kind of a strange one because mm-hmm. you give, so you get the final artifact, um, like the Chaturga artifact here, I think. Right. And you give that... Uh, plus the gladiator, uh, you give that to, um, Edward Edward Mm -hmm. at the end, um, at the beginning of, so, and that's the end. And you say like, you know, they're after me now I'm being stalked.
2: Yeah. I don't have, I don't have long.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. Michael Edwards shouldn't start any long books. Um, (laughs) but the, uh, you give that to Edward. However, um, in the next chapter, a package arrives Mm -hmm. with the same contents, Right. As such. So, like, what, it's kind of strange. Like, everything else that was given to Edward just shows up in his mansion. Mm-hmm. This, however, is delivered. Yeah. Ding dong.
0: Yeah. Artifacts.
1: Which, how, how awesome was that knocking yeah. when that sound effect started coming up? I checked the door, like, a bunch of times. I'm yep. like, oh, shit. Somebody's here. <laughs> um, that got me a couple times. But, yeah, so I don't know who delivered it and mm-hmm. what that st- what happened in between there. Right. It's kind of odd. So, I don't know.
0: yeah. But, yeah, uh, once you get back to the mansion, uh, the, you, you know, the, Cutscenes that you've been seeing show the stars aligning, and this makes the telescopes work. So you well, you,
1: you get the um, the handle, yeah, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can you can finally adjust the telescopes in uh, vertical and horizontal. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that lets you uh, you know open up the sealed basement, uh, which was meant to only be open when the time was right. Yep. Yeah,
1: and uh, go down to the city
0: and do it so, all over again.
1: <laughs> yep, and do that fucking uh, nine point thing. <laughs> yeah, um, you have to know what to sum what to do here. Yep. Which is, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I don't kind of like that. I like that. Yeah. And the idea is it's like, well, if I do a nine-point summon, that will, might bring in the actual god. Like, mm-hmm. they've scaled up with every thing at this point. And I can, you know, bring in the opposing god mm-hmm. to take him out. So, I like that. Even though, most of the time, it's just doing Pargons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a Pargon after Pargon.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and doing nine different little mini-rooms that are not that interesting.
0: No. There are some things that are kind of cool. Like, you're reassembling the Museum of Monsters that you destroyed the first time around. Yeah. Um, there's also the, the, the worm that you have to sneak past or else yeah. it will destroy your sanity and lock you in. So you have to walk without rhythm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: that's, um, I mean, there's a, uh, there's, it's better than the first time. Mm-hmm. It's still too long though. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. So. But you can't say there's nothing like There's nothing. It's more interesting.
1: It is more interesting, but I, and it's yeah. so close in proximity to the last time you did yeah. it. Exactly. That's crazy. And the whole, the yellow field on the floor, mm-hmm. which you can only shield pass, which means you're constantly just casting shield. Right. Like it just take, it's just tedious, mm-hmm. you know, like I just have to keep putting this up. Um, so that was a fresh, and you can do it. There's a quick, uh, kind of shortcuts to the magic. Yeah. That makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you want to bind a seven point shield. Essentially what I ended up having bound bound for the last boss fight was, you know, a three point heal, a three point shield and a seven point shield. Mm-hmm. And that was all I really used. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do it all, you know, get all of that stuff done, then you finally do your boss fight mm-hmm. um, with with Pius while simultaneously the god you've summoned fights Zelototh in our case. Yep, in, in space. Uh, in, in space. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little stilted space fight. Yeah. Like I, I felt like this could have been a little bit more kinetic. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit like a Final Fantasy one fight where they just stand there taking turns punching each other. Yep. Yeah.
0: But, uh, but, yeah, you're fighting Pius, and, you know, it feels good to finally take it to him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. if you're killing him with his own weapon, which I was doing.
1: Yeah, yep. yeah. And the kind of trick to him is that when you hit—he's uh, being protected by his his god. Mm-hmm. Um, if you hit him, a rune appears that represents his god, which you need to destroy. It's his, uh, it's his artifact. Uh, yeah, it's his, yeah. The,
0: it's the whatever claw of Z- Z- Zelatath, yeah, which yeah, yeah. ends up being in different places. So, yep. you, you know, you hit him in order to make that appear, and then you go hit that.
1: Yep. And then, uh, eventually you get some ghost buddies yeah. from all the people, not all the people, but a lot of the people who,
0: yeah, it was anybody who died in service of the, or while in possession of the tome, which, yeah. uh, something we didn't mention, you know, as you return to that screaming hallway, um, anybody oh, who's yeah. died shows up as a statue, which yeah. is really neat. I didn't notice yeah. it until like three or four and I was like, huh? Oh
1: yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so eventually he's not too tough. He nope. dispels your shield. And it's still worth casting the short one just to make him do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go up and get a shot on him. Yeah. He can kind of counterattack you instantly. Um, the trick to this fight um, is to not get greedy. Right. Like you never really have time to cast anything more than a three-point yeah. version of something. So you can run to the other end, three-point heal, and usually get it off before mm-hmm. you get hit by magic.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that's really all there is to it. It's kind of a boring arena.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like it's, a it's real limited. It's shaped like a barbell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, two yeah, with stairs yep. in the middle. Barbell um, so a little stairs. bit yeah, a little bit of a, a boring arena, but you can get through it. Mm-hmm. Um it's not too bad. The tricky I died against them once because once you get down to low health, your like Resident Evil esque staggered walking animation yeah, yeah. is severe in this game. You're really like, bad. You're so slow that pretty much I'm definitely not gonna have time to heal. Mm-hmm. So I'm just that's it for me. You know, I can't, he's on my heels. If I keep moving, he doesn't quite hit me, but I'll never have time to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and that was, so you have to really keep your health up. Right. Um, yeah.
0: And then once he's down, you know, he's gone, he's dead, you know, yep. uh, and uh, Chaturga defeats Zeletath and Alex gets like a glimpse of what's going to happen in the future now that Chaturga's actually in the realm. Doe, you just did yeah. exactly what uh, Pius was trying to do, except yep. accidentally. Except nowhere. it didn't
1: take you yeah hundreds of thousands of years I know, right you dummy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he didn't just have wait Mantur- till now. Just... he didn't have mantra on his side right yeah exactly um uh, neither did i um <laughs> or, yeah, the, uh, but yeah so you have to do a uh, a binding spell and your grandpa just guides you to this yeah. um and she, you know you have to pick the rune that and- completes the ones you've already done and changes mm-hmm. it from a summon to a binding yeah which but- is protect weirdly enough mm-hmm.
0: and it's uh it's it's funny if you try and pick the wrong ones just because like no 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 yeah right? yeah yeah <laughs>
1: You fucked up, um, <laughs> now you do fucked up, yeah, yeah, and uh and that does it, and you bind the God for yeah. a time,
0: right, which uh, leaves uh
1: ooh, you're off
0: on a post,
1: whoops yeah 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 <laughs> yep, exactly, um yeah. so yeah the, that's the nice you know this checks and balances system, essentially, these gods are pretty much like the the judicial, legislative, <laughs> and executive branch yeah. of the universe yep so if 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 the president ever kills every member of Congress. The Supreme Court is going to rain death on this entire country, so we cannot (laughs) allow that.
0: Yeah, Um, but it really ends up not being too much of a problem because, you know, for whatever happens in this timeline, there are two other ones where the same me has killed different gods and different orders, leaving Mantarok unopposed.
1: Witch. Yes, which is also not okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mantarok is a fertility god, but there are a line in the ending, they're just like, who knows what his sinister motives are. Right. You know, like, Mantarok is not a good guy. Nope. Which is one of the reasons why this ending stands with me as being mm-hmm. acceptable. Like, you can't win in in a Lovecraft story. Yeah. And you and, and you don't. And, like, the, so. there's, like, the,
0: you know, the, the, the best hope that they have is just that Mantarok, knowing that he was going to die, was like, all right, well, we've got to burn this mother down. And so, just kind of like, I'm going to be here ineffectual forever. So, let's just make it so that you guys don't, you know, run rampant
1: as well. That is the right. best possible thing for there to be. Right. Even though he's not really dormant, like, is True. the thing. So, he's like, been, whatever he's, been,
0: he's been influencing things from that spot. Yeah. Right? So,
1: like, you, you know, you don't have these machinations of the other three gods. Mm-hmm. However, who knows what Mantarok wants to do.
0: Right. And he's, and he's still doing it because he had power over everything. He just could have done it anyway. So like, it's not that huge of an upset over the status quo more so than, more so than any one of the other ones getting, you know, immediate power. That's true. So like maybe all
1: the shittiness that's actually in our world that isn't just those, those mass murders and stuff Mm -hmm. are Mantarok's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So like when Mantarok's wins, you just get a, a, you know, a flush of like, it's america 90 percent of people hate their jobs <laughs> yeah it is the god
0: of you chaos know? right that's yeah, all he is exactly. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um and yeah. there's
0: and there's still haster waiting in the wings you know who knows
1: yeah exactly hopefully for the sequel yeah um yeah which hopefully at some point happens yep um and that's uh that's eternal darkness yep. um i've never beat it three times to get the the ending like I love this game, but not enough that I want to go through all those puzzles and stuff again. Yeah. right away. I've beat it.
0: Th- I've beat it three times. Um, I I, want, I briefly entertain the notion of doing it this time, but it's like
1: I'm not going to do that. That's like it's three times all the same the same thing, except for maybe yeah. some. With, there's some I, variation, but not enough to make it right. Right. You know, make me want to really do it again.
0: Yeah. So, so I've played. I've played it three times. Oh, you know, over the course of the years, but it's been like red and then green and then green.
1: So. Yeah. That's the um, <clears throat> like the the Resident Evil thing where they want you mm-hmm. to kind of like keep doing it and get better scores and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. for like a twelve to fifteen hour game, that's just not. That's a lot trivial. to ask. Yeah, yeah. it's just a lot to ask of me when I have a wealth of games. Mm-hmm. If uh, if I was in that, you know, I only get one game a year mode, mm-hmm. um, I'd happily play this again because it's great. Um, but yeah, one of one of my favorite games we've done for the show. Yeah, like I'm putting it in the the upper pantheon. The, yeah. I'm really glad that we decided to do it.
0: No arguments. I mean, it is it is as good as, you know, survival horror gets in being a game, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. And then just that, yeah, the sanity, the fact that there's something unique to it, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just like a really good, like we did Resident Evil 2. I love mm-hmm. Resident Evil 2. Um, but it is kind of, you know, an evolution rather than a revolutionary kind mm-hmm. of thing on yep. Resident Evil 1 where it's like, this is, this is a great game. It does Resident Evil, old style Resident Evil about as good as it gets. Right. You know, however... It didn't do that much like, totally new, um, which this does, yep. like with the, the sanity effects and the really neat magic system and just a, a story, you know, c- you know, f- whole cloth out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a unique uh, whole, and special whole, thing.
0: Whole cloth out of nowhere. Oh, wait, just Lovecraft was, over yeah, and yeah, over was, again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. The, uh, yeah so, out, out of a lot of things, but for a video yeah, game. Right. You know, um, yeah, and worth uh, and kind of hard to find now, Yep, but uh, well worth hunting down and it will play on your Wii. So, uh, it is a good reason. It was the only reason to have a GameCube. It is now the only reason to have a Wii. That's not quite true. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Bobby Bloop, Nintendo, not enough games, et cetera.
0: Uh, I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin, and it's time for episode number 129 of Video Games Hot Dog. Well, we've done it, guys. We've exceeded the range of an 8-bit integer, a 7-bit integer. Seven bit.
1: Shit. No, this isn't happening. So by uh, so next time, we are doing Fallout Two. Yes. And um, the stopping point is now confirmed as past Vault City. Mm-hmm. So that should put us about halfway through. Vault City's a real long involved thing but uh so once you get through that but then you still have our uh, redding and uh new reno which is fantastic mm-hmm. and uh, at a real center point and then like all the wrap-up stuff yeah which uh which we want to do um so yeah so fallout and that's gonna be a two-parter and um we don't know exactly where it will fall on the uh in the schedule but we also have part of that we're going to talk to uh, chris avalon yeah about uh about his place in, in fallout Two, and, and kind of review that with him so i'm really looking forward to that
0: yeah that's gonna One be a very good time. Posts. Yep. So yeah, next game we're doing is Snatcher for the Sega CD, which was requested by Kickstarter backer Blaine Nemier. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your donation and also for getting us to play this game. Uh, because I, yeah, yeah, I, I've I,
1: not played this since high school. Right. Like I only knew one person with a Sega CD. I played mm-hmm. this during a dark time in my life when I was living <laughs> at a cousin's house. Oh yeah. Um, and that was the only time I played it. I've never gone through the trouble of like emulating it. I've never fucked around with CD Sega CD emulation. at all um so and i'll have to figure that out because tragically this is unavailable Mm -hmm. still right for for legitimate download yeah yeah it's
0: uh it's a real hard thing to get a hold of yeah
1: and uh, yeah i don't want to encourage that and people if there was a way to get a hold of it i would Mm -hmm. um but i'll be emulating it and i'm i'm still excited to do so i remember i want to see if the shooting gallery parts are as sloppy as i remember Mm -hmm. and if the rest of it is as good as i remember right so which i have high hopes Mm -hmm. for me um what are we doing after that
0: after that is the next installment of watch out for lens flare dishonored
1: Yeah, Dishonored. Yeah. Revenge solves everything. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about that too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I love that game. I'm glad that Cole's getting a chance to finally play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad to finally have a reason to hold the gun to my head and play it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've played through that game twice now and through all the DLC. Um, it is going to be, it is real, pretty fresh in my memory even mm-hmm. still, but I'm still looking forward to going through it again because yep. it is such, it's relatively short mm-hmm. and it's such a joy mechanically. Right. You know? Um, so. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, we'll say, like, we've got all of the, you know, now it used to be all of the next year, but, you know, for a good amount of time planned out. Most um, of the next year. Yeah, for most of the yep. next year. Um, but, uh, you know, we still uh, welcome any conversation and recommendations on, you know, what, what we'd like to, you know, see next. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just because, you know, we like that there are so many games out there and maybe some that
1: have fallen below our notice. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, and if you, uh, suggested a game as part of the Kickstarter, um, either to suggest or to guest on an episode, mm-hmm. it is within the next year. Um, yes. I realize that there's a, an element of delayed, delayed gratification that might be a little bit unsatisfying to, uh, you know, pay this money and do this thing and then not get to be on the show until July, mm-hmm. but it will happen. Yep. Like, it's, it's in the schedule, and we're definitely going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. Yeah. Um, and all the all the guest stuff I'm really excited about, too.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, by way of uh, other admin stuff, mm-hmm. um, we do some other shows on the network. Um, we do a, a, a show about bad games called Abject Suffering, mm-hmm. which is real fun. And uh, right around, you know, I think the next one that will come out, uh, the one that um, just came out previous to those. Uh, the one that just came out is about Friday the Thirteenth for the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun, and it wasn't fun, <laughs> but uh, we we got through it. Mm-hmm. And then the um, we also do a show called Bonfire Side Chat, which is about the uh, the Souls series of games. Um, so we're about, we're rounding the kind of the home stretch on Demon Souls, mm-hmm. a little bit more than halfway through.
0: And uh, uh, Gary does a show. Uh, he's wrapping up uh, right now. The pitch which uh, has come back for this kind of final stretch of episodes that I'm very excited about.
1: Yeah, it's our coda. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not leaving ourselves in jail <laughs> um, for that. Yep. Um, he yeah. also then, does
0: uh, a Pilot Season, which is kind of a variety show in the truest, truest sense of the word. Yeah, um, yeah different premise every uh, every two weeks.
1: Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. For, for Halloween, there's a semi-spooky, mostly sad, but semi-spooky story up the, on there now. Um, also, I want to announce, uh, by the time this comes out, probably the next day, so probably, or not the next day, but the next uh, week, and that there's a new show um, that I'm going to be doing with uh, Nick Glauber, who has been on the network in various forms a mm-hmm. couple of times. He's been on Bonfireside Chat and such, and then with occasional guesting from from Cole and other people called uh, Check It Out, Comrade, which mm-hmm. is a, uh, a very short-form show about indie games mm-hmm. um, where it is a half hour, two games a show, just getting down to the core, like, what's cool about this thing? you know and th- and that is the premise 15 minutes of like why you should play brothers yep. or why you should play you know uh don't starve right. or something like that so um yeah I'm looking forward to that that's gonna be every two weeks mm-hmm. again real real low calorie half hour yep. half hour show and uh, yeah we're banking some episodes to make sure that it's a sustainable Kind of thing with all the ridiculous number of shows that we all do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of ridiculous things. um, Yes. Oh, let's see here. We didn't finish the entire roll call of shows that uh, that we do. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, There's also uh, The Level. Mm-hmm. Which uh, Cole does with his uh, with his buddies. It's mm-hmm. a modern game show that is very excellent. Yep. Um, and, and then you know,
0: yeah. And then there is uh, those Damn Ross Kids, which is on a more extended hiatus than we thought, but uh, there we, we still have every intention of coming back eventually after real life stuff is uh, uh, worked out. Yeah. And so, if you haven't listened to it, give it a shot. Yep. Like pick
1: a random one that you like the title of. Yeah.
0: And. It, and apropos of the Halloween discussion and this uh, uh, recent spate of scary games we've been doing, uh, I started a new project called Hexcrank. You can find it at hexcrank.com. That is a blog dedicated entirely to uh, survival horror games. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's going to eventually turn into some other stuff. I just want to see what it turns you know like what happens with the written stuff first. Uh, yeah, involve- even,
1: but even if you if nothing else happened with it, if it was just mm-hmm. like a, a thoughtful long essay about survival horror games in order Mm -hmm. that's worth doing and neat yeah so that's a that's a good idea and you will get that kind of crontendo-esque you know longitudinal Mm longitudinal you know understanding of the genre from that yeah um so that that's cool even on its own even without the promise of shiny Mm -hmm. you know things in the future
0: yeah So uh, right now, I mean, as of the time we record this, it is just the uh, the the initial post, which is like a mission statement and kind of defining uh, what we're looking at as, uh, you know, as a survival horror game. Um, Also, there is a list. Uh, People have suggested uh, things that I've missed there. And, you know, I'm going to continue taking suggestions. This is a long game. um, And, uh, you know, if I'm missing something or if something doesn't belong there, let me know either in the comments or uh, by, you know, the usual email channels
1: yeah i'm i'm looking forward to uh to reading it yeah you can you can cut this out if you don't want to go public with this do you know when Mm -hmm. you've got that have you started playing the first games for it
0: uh it's going to be like in the next week or so Um, i wanted to give people at least a week to uh to respond to stuff
1: so yeah cool Mm -hmm. um yeah and then itunes reviews ratings uh tip jar um i still have an album out yep um go buy that Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, it's all at DuckFeed.tv. Yep. And if you want
0: to uh, respond with your thoughts about uh, about the next game, uh, Fallout 2, uh, anything up to, up to uh, Vault City, uh, just go mm-hmm. to DuckFeed.tv slash contact and
1: let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, until then, uh, what should they watch out for, Cole? Uh, Mantra Rock. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They should watch out for Pargon. Pargon. <laughs> Pargon. 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 <laughs> My name is Scary Murderfield. My name is Skull Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And in this
0: extra special, terrifically spooky edition of our show, we're talking about Eternal Darkness, which is a survival horror game developed by Silicon Knights and published by Nintendo for the GameCube in 2002.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, in this game, you play as various people throughout history who are influenced by the Tome of Eternal Darkness Necronomicon, um, and you uh, solve puzzles and explore environments, killing monsters in order to try to stay alive and kind of further the plot. And you're kind of give little micro missions, yes, and stay sane,
0: <laughs> which is uh, what the which game is notable do. for. No, which you oughtn't do. Like no, don't. <laughs> Sanity's for chumps. Sanity's yeah. for chumps and normals. Yeah, or do keep, not say Satan. Keep it keep it weird in Persia. Uh or yeah. keep Persia weird. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so that's kind of the thing the game is most known for. Uh your character has uh, a sanity meter and you lose uh sanity whenever a monster spots you. Uh it kind of does glowy green eyes on you. Um, mm-hmm. And when your sanity is low enough, you get these various visual and kind of interface hallucinations. Uh, Nintendo has even gone as far as to get a patent for this mechanic, which is why we don't see it everywhere, because it is the best idea.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because it's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, uh, the game is also notable in that it contains a magic system where you assemble spells out of these runes that you acquire throughout the game. Um, The spells can be of four different elements playing into this rock, paper, scissors, and then, I guess, shotgun um, (laughs) for the uh, affinities of the the elder gods that watch over everything. You can kind of mix and match them to get different effects and and such. Yeah,
0: and you can um, kind of play around with them to discover spells that you wouldn't otherwise have ahead of time. Like, the only, like, consequence for failure in that is that they just fizzle. Uh, but, uh, you know, you get question mark, question mark spells. You get, you get, uh, like scrolls that tell you different combinations to, to use that keep you kind of on the critical path for what you need to get through the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. For us, we didn't have shotgun as the comedy fourth option. It was always dynamite. You threw it on dynamite if you wanted to be the unpopular kid on the bus. Ah, yes. Yes. Ah, yes. Playing rock, paper, scissors on the bus. Simpler yeah. times. Just um, <laughs> yeah, passing the day. <laughs> since, uh, since each chapter takes place at different points throughout history, uh, a great deal of attention was paid uh, to keeping things period accurate. Uh, historical events, locations, and even the weaponry are generally um, accurate to what would have been happening around that time and in that place.
1: Mm-hmm. And a, a sequel was announced by Silicon Knights, and it quickly faded away into vaporware as the studio went on to focus its efforts on uh, Two Human.
0: A spiritual womp, womp.
1: successor. Yeah, I know, which I've heard nothing but bad things about. <laughs> yeah. And the title screen looks like Toot Human. <laughs> toot Human. Yeah, it looks like it... you are a Toot Human.
0: I think it was even um, recalled. Like, it's really hard to get a hold of now because they just didn't get the rights to the engine.
1: Huh. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah they, uh, and then the um, and then uh, that X-Men game they oh, put out yeah. that looked really cool. I played that at PAX, and it's real trash. Like, mm. I stopped playing the demo at, like, three minutes, and I'm like, this is boring. And the person who was there was like... Oh, if you get to the end of the demo, you get a lanyard or, or something like that. Like, ah, I'm okay. Yep. Well, I'm going to leave. No, my keys,
0: my keys hold, hold themselves together just fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. your game is bad. <laughs> yes. Um, but a spiritual successor, Shadow of the Eternals, was attempted very recently but never got off the ground despite several failed attempts at crowdfunding. Yeah. Um, this is something that they still say they want to do. Um, so it still may be in the cards yeah. somewhere, but the, uh, the initial attempts have, have not worked out. Have not worked out so yeah um
0: it's uh i'm so excited to be playing this game or to have played this game a couple weeks ago <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah this is we we were talking about it off mic a little bit this is real up there for me as far mm-hmm. as games we've done yeah. and i i'd forgotten how much i love this game yeah but it it's a fucking joy <laughs> like it it is, it is great so yeah
0: so let's jump right so, yeah. into it with the plot, yeah, let's talk about the plot. Yeah. Can,
1: may i start yeah yes. let's tell me a little about, about the plot cool. <laughs> just make
2: it stop